Mazza presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Floor is yours, sir. Well, I'm just excited. I'm just really excited for our show today. Why? Well, Adam, I'm sure you put a lot of prep into our show. I did. I, I regret to inform you it was a waste of time. Why? Well, why not have, right now, let's have the longest podcast we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's make it five hours, six hours. Let's make it all damn day and have it just be about the Hurt Trophy. Oh, my God. And what it means. Ah! And how it should be awarded. And why McDavid should get it? Why do you care? Same question I had last year going into the NHL awards. See, why do you care? Who cares? There's an answer to that. Okay, tell me. <laughs> I mean, I cared about I cared about Matthews winning the Calder. Yes. I did care about that. Okay, so I'm a bit of a hypocrite. We look towards about Jesse's face. <laughs> we look towards awards validation as as a historical reference to what happened. Oh. You hope that when you look back at the best picture winner, mm-hmm. that that'll be what is a snapshot of what happened that year. And you want to look at the MVP in whatever league it is, and you want to say, yeah, that player represented the best player of that year. Mm. Except that's not how it's worded in but the NHL. No. <laughs> everybody <laughs> wants to confuse the damn thing and be like, no, it's the most valuable but is it also the most skilled, or is it the best player? So we don't know what this award means, and now it's useless. What if he's the best player and they miss the playoffs by, like, a couple points? Like, Jerome McGinley lost uh, the Hart Trophy to Jose Tador a few years ago. Well, he can't really uh, say that about McDavid this year because it's a lottery team. Well, why should that matter? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> My thing is not about the argument. It's about the argument going all day on a Sunday. Yeah. Where do you get the energy? Yeah. Tell man. me where this fountain of youth. Everyone it's, says I'm it's way the too in season. It's the in season Julius Honka. Like it really. Oh! <laughs> do you remember the? <laughs> oh! Do you remember that last summer? It's sunny outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit about this middling prospect for whoever this team. Oh, Dallas, I'm getting all middling. Let's spend five hours on that. And it was awesome because everybody important was on vacation. So it was just everybody else <laughs> just bitching about it. Everyone important. Like well, Bob so McKenzie mean. wasn't out there no. talking about Julius. He Hong. was drinking margaritas was at his cottage the yeah. way he should be. Exactly. Yeah. He's just wasted on his dog. Just favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh no. He, you know what, man? If I were him, I'd throw my phone in the lake for the summer. Forget it. Uh, but he, he can't he, afford it. Here's the problem with the NHL MVP. The NHL MVP is the MVP THT, most valuable player to his team. Uh-huh. And that's is the problem. No, that's that's how well, it's written. It's clearly, it, Connor McDavid. I, I would agree. But then it's him every year. It, yeah, probably would be. So what? Well, that, that's not how it works. See, but the, it to should me, never go to a penguin. Was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 which, is, which is a valid argument. <laughs> oh man! See, what I think is, who's the best player in the league? Connor McDavid. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Just give it to it's him. Not. Who cares? On it, like that's for the league. Well, clearly, it's not great for our hockey podcast that our answer is just who cares. Like, though, but we really. should have a reason. Mine. How does it change the NHL? Your life marketing for the NHL? Like, how does it change anything? It has not, like, really nothing. Like, it. Okay. How about, at least no, with no, no, it changes things if you gave it to 
Frederick Anderson was like, Freddie's the MVP of the league. That means something because it's so ridiculous. That would be a bit ridiculous. I mean, he's close, but yeah, that would okay. be ridiculous. And so it's Kapanen. Say Kasperi Kapanen is the Hart Trophy winner. Then it means something. Okay. Yeah. So there is a significance because if you did something ridiculous like that, it would mean something. So what is, you know, we should have started with this. And as a radio professional, I've let us down. What is as the, always. What is the <laughs> argument here? Is it... Oh, Adam, I didn't pay that close okay, attention. Okay, so, because there are two sides remember. to this. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is it... Is it is it the are people getting hung up on the fact that the Oilers aren't making the playoffs and that's why he can't be the MVP? It's not because it's contributed to the, the success of his team. Like the the two thousand, I want to say, what was the year Aginla and Theodore went off against each other? I want to say like two thousand one or something. Anyway, the Flames missed by a, a narrow margin, and Aginla was pretty clearly the best player in the league, unless you consider it to be Jose Theodore. Now there was some. Uh, uproar about that because someone who had voted Jose Tador number one, because you're allowed to vote for five players, didn't have a Ginlaw on the ballot. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you don't need to think he's the best player in the league. But he's one of the top five. Didn't make the playoffs. Trusted hockey man says so. Didn't make the playoffs. Now, I don't remember how much they missed by, but it wasn't much. The Oilers stand a very good chance at getting Rasmus Dahlin Darlene, because they're in the lottery picture. So this was the whole thing today, and people were just arguing very passionately, and I don't know if I should make fun of their passion. I wish I had that much passion. I thought I did. I don't. <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah, I my, knew about other things. My, my passion ended, Not that. ended well before that. I don't care. Like, it's like, okay, so, you know, the thing is, is that I'm happy for the person that wins. And good for them. And should the NHL clarify the way that, like... How about like, this? It's completely subjective. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. How about it's completely your opinion? Hey, 100%. do you like the Beatles? Uh, Yeah. Do you like the Beatles? Okay. Jesse, how do you feel about the Beatles? I love the Beatles. Okay. I also like the Beatles, but I know some people that don't like the Beatles. What? This, what? Ha- Show me them. Hard to say, but it's true. I'll fight them right now. Crazy, isn't I'll fight, it? I'll fight their family. That's right. How do you feel? I'll fight their cat. How do you feel about Ludacris? Love Ludacris. Underrated. 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 Wow. As an actor. Now, that was... Ludicrous. How do you feel about Ludicrous? He's a good actor. He's a good actor. <laughs> How do we feel about Nellyville? No, I'm kidding. We're getting deep. But angry. <laughs> angry, mad, angry. disappointed. Um, the point is, the point is, you're right. It is subjective. It's yeah. do you like that piece of art or do you like that piece of art? Both are great. See, is it subjective when there's numbers involved? Well, I think, I think that you yeah. can, yeah. I think because the numbers, it depends on what numbers you value. Because there's many numbers. You know how many people just went, what? <laughs> Throw their chair. <laughs> just punch through bulletproof glass. Ah! Just what the, what did everyone just do? What? Ah! <laughs> Throw their chair. <laughs> through, through the studio window. Because everyone's sitting in a studio right now recording hope, a podcast. I hope one day. <laughs> That's what they're doing. I hope one day there's, like, angry. It, there's a Doug Sifu Computer Boys Award for the analytics player loved most by the analytics, analytics community. Oh, <laughs> you son of a, don't ever mention that word around me. Uh, for reference, the Calgary Flames finished with 79 points, which was that's 15 bad. points out of a oh, playoff spot. Okay, that's pretty but far only back. only 11th in the conference. But here's the thing. We know that hockey is a team sport. And the Calgary Flames were close to bankruptcy and absolute garbage back then. They had no payroll and Jerome Ginla. So they didn't surround it wasn't like they were close and like they they you know they lost the plot. They were always gonna be bad. But it doesn't mean that he's not the most valuable player to his team. 
right? And I mean, if you voted for Taylor, great. Good for you. Montreal is better. I don't know. The thing is, Dude, like, I have my whatever. answer. I have my answer. Who would you vote for the Hart Trophy so far? My answer is Nathan McKinnon. My answer is based on, well, he's doing really well. He's got a lot of points. He's scored a bunch of goals, especially in the back half of the season. He's been very valuable to his team. He has willed them into a playoff position after they were last place last year. And you might say, well, what about Kucherov? And I'd say, well, he had this Batman and Robin thing going on with Stamkos for, you know, a big chunk of the season. And Yeah, I know he put up a lot of points, but I just think McKinnon's more valuable to his team. And if you have another opinion, you know what? Good for you. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, you said Kucherov. It's that's very funny that you say that because I didn't say that. <laughs> Do you want to argue about it? It is a Sunday. No. <laughs> like, I, Jesse, I do know. you feel like arguing about it? Like, yeah, because <laughs> it's in my nature. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I will hold back. Here's the thing: Jesse's Jesse never been to, in on. A, you've never been in an argument on Twitter ever. No, I don't do that. So that's he, there he you could go. Believe <laughs> in the bottom of his heart that it was Nikita Kucherov. If someone said it was Nikita Kucherov, he'd be like, McKinnon. <laughs> Um, He'd be like, no, Barkov. Are you aware that William Carl- Carlson is one goal away from 40 goals? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm surprised he didn't hit 40. I thought he like, was going to score four or five goals today. That's so it, he just ended at the hat trick? It's just, it's Boom. stupid. No wonder he got claimed in the expansion draft. <laughs> I'm surprised he even got claimed. Why did Vegas want him? Um, I am blown oh, cause, away. Because they got picks. That's I'm, why. I was watching that game, but a little blown away by what's going on in Calgary, man. Ooh. Whoa. I mean, I think they'll be back to being good again next year, but like. They should still be good this year, and there's still going to be some problems. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, a lot of the numbers back up that they're good. Um, they're just crumbling. Justin Bourne did an article. It was interesting in The Athletic about the performance anger. He's so good. He is. Yeah. And I, I've always wondered about that because I had a coach once. We uh, we were terrible, and I'd called been called up to a single-A team, and that was like a big deal, single-A team. But the reason you're called up to that is you're bad. The team's bad. They don't— the good teams don't need extra players from House League. <laughs> so I get called to this team. I'm feeling pretty good about it. We get we get skunked in the first uh or in the in the first skunked. game I play. Like just five nothing, something like that. And the coach comes in and throws all the sticks on the floor. And we're like 14. <laughs> no, no, not even like 12. And we're like, I'm like, you know, you're pre pre-puberty, and this coach is coming in there and raging. And <laughs> through his chair. You haven't had your first shave yet, and this guy's like, you need to act like man. And and it was just like, I, I remember thinking like, what was this man from Alabama <laughs> doing coaching your Scarborough hockey team? Why was Nick Saban yeah. coaching your <laughs> Scarborough hockey team? That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Gotta um, be a man! <laughs> I just, and I remember thinking, what the, what the hell is that? So it's an interesting read. You should check it out. But it's about Glenn Galutzin. And, and, and as I've said before, I've made fun of him a lot for the fact that he just always seems miserable, even when they win. Hmm. But maybe he's just an intense dude. And I'm sure it's like Tortorella. You get him outside of the hockey rink and he's, super, cares. he's fine. Care, that's right. Cares. I wonder about that. Like, if you're already down, if you're already not feeling good, how's a guy coming and yelling at you, screaming at you? Going to make you feel better. Going to mm. make you feel inspired. You got to, it seems like the flames need to be somewhat built up. And it almost seems like the same thing in Carolina. Like they're just, they're good enough. They are. The goaltending hasn't been. Uh, the flames are good enough for sure. They need to be built up. There's a confidence issue there. The two teams who just based on watching them play and predictions on them before the season, who I, who have been the most disappointing. Actually, I'll throw three in there. Uh, flames, Hurricanes, 
Islanders. Mm. I don't get I don't get how the Islanders are not in a playoff spot right now. Uh, Jesse, did the Islanders win today? Because that game was ongoing while I was in the car, and I couldn't listen to it. I know I know Tavares on the wing lasted one period, unless they went back to it. The final score was four to three for the Carolina Hurricanes. Hey, well, it's a big win for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty much cooked. Well, they're only uh, yeah nine points back of playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> How are they nine back? Yeah, they're they're too they good. were like one back two weeks ago or something like that. It's not good. <sighs> Ten games left. It's not good. It's not good. Panthers playoff hopes took a dive yesterday too. They did. Um, they're still in it though. You know, I'm looking at the standings right now, and it's it's really like a it's a horse race between Florida, New Jersey, and Columbus here, and. Florida's really outside on this one, but um, hot lately. Lost last game, but the Devils and Blue Jackets have both picked it up too. Yeah, their only hope is if that they win those two games in hand that they have on New Jersey, and mm-hmm. then you're one point back with same games. Yeah, Florida's another team that for two years now I think is underperformed. Like I felt like Florida last year and this year should have solidly been a playoff team. Well, last year was mostly injuries. And, and this year, you know, you firing your coach that too. and firing your coach and and, and that but was that last year? Or was that the year before? No, last no year. that was last year. I, I can't. I, I all my hockey's dude. Just, that was like 15 months ago. Like it seems like forever ago. Wow, 16 months. ago. Jesse and I were talking uh, in the car last night because we were we were all hanging out last night and got crushed at NHL online and did our high sense promotion and everything. <laughs> Couldn't mention that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm not fun. I'm so upset. But anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. We're not mentioning it. Because we're hurt. I'm sure we'll eventually mention. Uh, we're hurt, and we, we'll say something I'll we don't want to say for real. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, we. It feels like just like a week ago when Jesse said on this show, it's too early to make any. Like it was like 25 games into the year or 20 games oh, in, and it's like it's too yeah. early for. It. And you mentioned it in an article in sport, and then all of a sudden we're this is we're three four months later, and here we are. Like this is it's winding down. The Leafs have 93 points. I made a video I want to say two months ago that went on Sportsnet that was basically watch out for the New York Islanders because they're the team that can make the biggest splash this season because they got the first and second from Calgary and their own first and second. They got this crazily explosive offense. Barzal has just taken the whole league by storm. Tavares, Everly, mm-hmm. and yeah, their defense kind of stinks, and their goaltending kind of stinks, but they got the assets to do something about it. And then they go on this crazy slump and get Brandon Davidson. And like, yeah, they yeah. did nothing. So Garth Snow's phone is off. So it's interesting. I don't get it because Garth Snow is normally the guy whose phone's on. Uh, and what else is interesting about this is that Tavares, it's been reported that he's going to move to the wing, and I think his bar is also going to be center. Sure. And w- Doug w- Waits just trying Kipper, stuff. Kipper said yesterday on Nick Kiprios on, on headlines, uh, said he d- the sense is out of the Islanders organization uh, that they didn't do the Tavares situation any favors by not going out and spending something at the deadline to try to get this team into the playoffs. Like, you have good young pieces on your team. You can afford to spend a, like a second or something. One of your two seconds. If your second gets you... crying out loud. If the second gets you what? What, what did seconds... Like Thomas Placanic, uh Could have got a Thomas Placanic. You could have spent one of your first and gone out and got... Uh, Hartman. Dude, Stastny. Yeah. They could have gone out and got Stastny. That's a good point. Wow. 
They could have gone out and got who are the biggest fish that that got acquired at this deadline? McDonough. They, uh, oh, well, McDonough, well, that was that was too much. Maybe not him, but although holy shit, would that have helped them? Ah, Rangers would have never happened. But mm. they could have gone out and maybe outside of McDonough, gone out and got any of the big fish. Any of them. Apparently, and they got Brandon Davids. Apparently, Bukestad's available somehow because I keep hearing Bukestad to Vancouver rumors for some reason. They like I keep they keep popping up on my Twitter timeline. Anybody could have got anybody. Something. Evander Kane. Yeah, would have been a great no. cheap he pickup wasn't for that. them. He wasn't bad in terms no. of cost. Vanek. It was uh, Daniel. <laughs> no, Regan. no, they're done with that. Daniel so, Regan, a second and a fourth for Evander Kane, dude. Who just scored don't a tell me you couldn't have done that. Hat-trick but Doug Wade said Wasn't before it four the tri- goals? Was it four? I don't know. I just saw the picture of him holding uh, four pucks. Oh, yeah, wow. I knew he, he scored, scored a hat four. trick. But yeah, oh wow, it was four. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm oh, pretty sure it was first four. career hat trick. <laughs> and then he just goes one more. Um, but what's interesting about that is, is he the, the first guy to do that since Austin Matthews? First career hat trick, but it's actually four. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, good question. Fun stat. Um, I'm all about the fun stats. We'll get right into that. Doug later. Wade said right into the, going into the trade deadline that they're they weren't going to trade futures, and to me at that point it signaled like all right, then they're expecting that this is fifty fifty with Tavares because and it, I mean really if you look at it, anything in life is fifty fifty, but well, um, well man the the idea that like if I feel like if Doug Wade's comfortable and John Tavares, Tavares has already signed his extension, then they go out and get something at the deadline. Not Doug Wade, sorry. Um, GM, Garth Snow. Uh, I was wondering why. Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I said Doug Wade. Um, I think that the problem is that they're afraid to spend those those assets because if Tavares is gone and you've spent those assets... You can spend one second. You can spend one second. How much was Brandon Davidson? A fourth? I think a third? Possibly? Yeah. Don't be cheap. Like I, I don't know, I don't know if he was being stubborn, or or what, or cheap. I don't understand. Like it's funny. We, I, I feel like this started as like a heart conversation. You brought up two other teams, and I'm like, how about we yell about the Islanders? Well, just teams I just that underperformed for yelling about teams that wear blue and orange. We're talking about teams, crap. teams that are underperforming. Mm. Brandon Davidson was a 2019 third round pick. Whoa, really breaking the bank there. Come on. That's probably how they feel. And not just Tavares, the whole team. Come on. I don't get it. I don't get that. And it's it's okay. Uh, because the Oilers may have gotten that pick, but did you hear that today they actually lost a pick because uh, Al Montoya played X amount of games, so they owed the Canadians a fourth? The Canadians Was a fourth round For pick. Al Montoya. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I'm not going to... It it sounds terrible now, but I I don't remember ripping on that trade at the time. I don't remember. I, well, because they like had might have because Cam Talbot was out, and they needed somebody because it was uh rent. Uh, oh, Laurent Brassois. Yeah, he was just getting fed to the wolves. No, yeah, I think everyone was ripping on that trade, and if I remember correctly, I was like, meh. <laughs> they could have made a worse deal. So, but yeah, looking at that, and then you look at Montreal's draft situation for this year, it looks Montreal? so good. Yeah. After oh, they have an insane amount of picks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so now their fifth round pick that they got from Montreal is upgraded to a fourth round pick, and the amount of games Montoya had to play was uh, seven games, seven so, minutes of uh, seven games of thirty minutes or more, at least thirty minutes. Yes, correct. So yeah, now Montreal has a uh, their own first round pick, four second round picks. Wow, wow. Uh, theirs, Chicago's, the Leafs, Washington's, their own third round pick, 
And then now uh, Winnipeg's fourth and Edmonton's fourth. Well, there you go. There's your there turnaround you draft right there. there they go, better, but they better hit. Yeah. Who they better hit. Yeah. Is the French guy? They will trade all those second round picks <laughs> to Who, draft. Who's the, the middle six round? French guy that they're going to trade all that for? Can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> cannot wait. We got him because he speaks French. We've got Carter Hutton to back up Carey Price. <laughs> We've traded Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, so fourteen million dollars in there because Car- what? Because Carter Hutton's going to get four. And then you got yep. Carey Price at ten, so fourteen million draft up, wrapped up in goaltending. I, hey, forget about Carter Hutton because he's only second in the NHL in save percentage out of goalies who've played at least ten games. You go, you want to go out there and you want to give big money to the goalie who's first right now among goalies who have played at least ten games. <laughs> save percentage. Curtis, this, Curtis McElhinney. Is this our next? Yeah, that's actually true. Nine three five. We leads, that. leads the effing league. Can we? Can we just hold off on game. him? Can I we not go there right now? Because like, what if you you know you got called in? You're an AHL call up. You got called in for the final five minutes of the third. You made four saves, stopped them all. Like, then no. you have a save percentage of a thousand. My my comment was the other way around, in that you should probably do a higher barometer than ten. Yeah, I did fifteen. No. McElhaney's still first, <laughs> and then. You can even go up to 16, and then you can't go any higher because that's as many games as he's played. <laughs> All right, can we just, can we... Uh... What? <laughs> Sorry, the coffee is just, yeah! Before, while you were out getting your coffee, Jesse was talking about coffee timing. Yeah. Right there! Nailed it! <laughs> right on the sweet spot today! Let's go! I'm sweating! I'm sweating too. It's hot in here. There is yeah. a gauge behind you. We can turn it down. No, it's all the way down. Oh god, yeah, these no And I'm all the way up. <laughs> Let's go, McLeady. Why? He's so fired up. Today. He slept. This oh, is he slept. wow. You know, he he didn't have to work today because he works, you know, a lot. And yeah. <laughs> no, before the show, before the show, I asked you I'm a very simple question. I said. How many words did you write today? Because if you didn't know, Steve's writing a book. I'm writing right. a book. And your answer was a big fat zero. Why? I, I, no, I wrote over because I, I got up late and I did the LFR. I did uh, 2,000 yesterday and I'm going to write a bunch when I go home. Okay. My right. point is. I'm at 50,000 now. I've been mowing away at that book and I'm feeling good. Going <laughs> to listen to some Deathly Hollows on the way home. Harry. Give it, Harry. <laughs> and I'm going to go home and write 7,000 words. About how there's no such thing as true friends and everyone's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We should just end the show. And, yeah, we're done. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Curtis McElhinney. Uh, it's great. I want to get back to him. Okay. But I want to I stay on the Islanders thing for a second yeah. because I think it is important that we talk about that. That is it's so many things, so many bangers come out of headlines. And we're going to get to a oh. few of the other ones. And I, I like doing Sunday shows because it's all fresh, right? All that stuff is still fresh. Um, I, I like it more than Coach's Corner. Can I just say it? Yeah. Headlines, like, No, sure. you're, not, you're not allowed to say no, it. Not allowed, no, but, like, that's an institution. But, like, the best part of Hockey Night in Canada, besides it's, the games, is headlines. headlines. For sure. It's, it's the one thing, like, whenever it's on, I'm like, everyone, shut up. <laughs> shut up, I'm watching headlines. Yep. So... If you're the New York Islanders, oh shit! And John Tavares is better Tavares get ready to do nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a method actor. What? <laughs> Go ahead. What do you do if John Tavares leaves? Because it, it, the question is always suck. Are they going to suck? Because <laughs> here's the like, Jesse. Do you have their uh, cap friendly up? I do. Okay. Can you talk to me? What are, what's the draft look like this year? 
There'll be a lottery team, but like they everybody's a lottery team. Two first round picks, theirs in Calgary's. Two That's second right. round picks, so they two potential Calgary's. lottery picks. Mm-hmm. 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 Two seconds, theirs and Calgary's they, again. You could get the first and second pick. Technically, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> Man. If I signs his contract the next day. So like, this is that's what's so great though, is that the NHL the turnaround is faster now. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Means I, you can fall off a cliff faster though. I saw something about uh I want to say it was Montreal. Like, oh man, they got like a th- three or four year road ahead of them. Like, didn't the Leafs put that to bed? No. Didn't the Avs put that to bed? I was about didn't to say, the, the yeah. Colorado Avalanche were historically bad yeah, last like the Leafs year. were historically good as far as last place what, teams go. What did the Avalanche have, 47 points? Yeah, and now they've got double that already. Yeah, Just guys, at that's, that's over now. They're in a playoff spot. They're going to make playoffs. It's over. It's done. <laughs> Dude, Carey Price comes back. They have the exact same team. Carey Price comes back, and he's hot. Well, and then if, if you're Montreal, <laughs> and I know, I know that the tax situation makes things a little bit more complicated for them there. By the way, I feel like... And this is totally random, but if I am a CBA person next year or in, in two years, whenever they, they have to, you know, go on strike again, um, I think that the cap should be rated based on um, taxes. So if if your taxes are higher, wow. it's not fair that like if you look at it, like if you, it's not really fair that Nashville and Tampa and places where there's like no income tax can get these guys on cheaper deals. Right. That and would never happen. Though. Yeah. But like, they should do that. For, the, if if parity is what they're going for, then they should say, okay, Montreal, your tax rate is like 50% at that bracket. Same with same with Ontario. Parity is lower on the list of priorities than money. Mm-hmm. But you'd make more money. The players would make more. Like you'd get more. Okay. No, but oh, like, they don't give a shit about the players making more. It's about the teams not having to spend as much. So if you do that, it just makes it so that. But the then it's harder to make like your team good. and the Habs can spend more. I think that's Sorry? just the what you have to deal with in terms of everybody plays in a different city. Like yeah, how many yeah. people are in the GTA? Eight it's not, it's million. Not like the Panthers are in first place. Well, I mean Tampa is, but <laughs> yeah, it's like how many people are in the GTA? Eight million. How many people are in Winnipeg? Double one point five. Uh, no, seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. Smaller like and then you have to deal with tax situations. It's just the burden that comes with playing a different city. Okay, fair. You just deal. With All right, it. I just think. I just think if we're talking about fairness. Um, but you're right. Um, with with the Islanders though, or with the Islanders and the Canadians, if the Canadians have a really good draft this year, you think about this, mm-hmm. and then they go sign Tavares and maybe JVR or Kovalchuk because they have that much cap space. <laughs> they, they have division the the, winning potential. Absolutely, Carey Price comes back and is healthy. That's terrifying. Shea Weber. Well, exactly. Lekkinen missed a big chunk of the season. You know, Gallagher is maybe in the peak of his career. He's having a career year. Right and if now. you could somehow take a uh, get a taker for Carl Olsner's contract, like think about how much money they would have if they didn't sign that deal. That is just not happening. Boy, Eric Engels had a real good one yesterday. A little too slow to here. Uh, Jesse, can you look up Engels' thing about Olsner? Mm-hmm. It's really good. But the gist of it was basically like, this human being is so nice. One of the best guys, but good lord, this contract. Yeah. But we, when we looked at the analytics going into that, all the analytics said exactly what's happened. That's what get, makes me laugh, is that everybody said, um, um, uh, um, you know. Dude, like. <laughs> like, wasn't he struggling to make the lineup against the Leafs in the first round? Because of Nate Schmidt? Yeah. Yeah. Because Nate Schmidt was so good. And then they lost him. Well, they lost both. I mean, one thankfully and the other not so thankfully. But, uh, yeah, the, when it comes to the, the computer boys, like, boy, is their batting average high. 
when it comes. They're to not the, right the all the time, though, Steve. No, not all the time. It's true. Where were they on the Coyotes, on, who have actually done some clever things, but were still shit, and they never were actually on their side? Huh? How about that? Yeah. Very specific. One team. Odd example. Or you know, you look at the Leafs and maybe analytics and the old school. It's amazing how what can happen. No, it's great. So the Leafs are a, a brilliant combination of both schools, but only one school is given credit. Which is the old by school. By both sides, by the way. Oh yeah, both sides. Mm. Well, you mean like Kyle Kyle Dubas does everything that the Leafs does uh that the Leafs do well. To the analytics community. Yes. And everything that the Leafs do that is old school and boneheaded. Is, I don't know, Jacques Lemaire or something. <laughs> they don't know. But it's one of them. It's the old guys. One of those guys. Mark Hunter. It's them. It's Cliff Fletcher. By the way, I think it's a little unfair for Mark Hunter to be put in the, the old guys category. Because, no. Because Mark Hunter said, draft this really tiny guy named Mitch Marner over yeah. big, scary defenseman Noah Hannafin. You know, I have, I have thought today during the LFR because everyone's been like, you know, what the hell are the Leafs going to do to replace JVR? JVR has been incredible on the power play, and he's done one thing extremely well. But who's the straw that stirs the drink on the Leafs power play? JVR? No, it's Mitch Marner. Oh. Mitch Marner. When yeah, they he's, give he's the, the he's puck the to finisher. Mitch Marner, yeah. spin the wheel, what's he going to do? Is he going to throw it to JVR for the pass to Bozak? Is he just going to throw it straight to Bozak? Is he going to throw it in front for the tip from JVR? Is he going to throw it in front for the tip from Marlowe? Is he going to throw it in front for the tip from uh, Kadri? Is he going to throw it back to Riley at the point? He is the guy who drives all of it. That's the straw that stirs Wait, the drink. It's not Leo Komarov? You know, believe it or not, <laughs> it might not be. It might. Not. I'd be interested I to don't see. Believe that. No. You know what's gonna be hilarious next year when Mason Marchment scores twenty power play goals because of Mitch Marner. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. Um, I'm hyped for that. We're Can not, I make a special it's announcement? It's not going to happen, but oh, I don't do, actually think do. it's going to happen. Mid-show special announcement. Today is Eric Engel's uh, birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday, Eric Engel. Twitter Eric. has little balloons when you go up on their, oh. on their profile. Oh. So, yeah, it's his birthday. Bonifat à toi. Isn't that how it goes? <laughs> I would have gone into that confident of before I go singing, singing it. You know what I mean? Like you the, bailed like that's not one that I go in questioning. I just go in. Isn't happy birthday? Now do the Italian version, Jesse. Bobbity boobity bobbity boobity. Spaghetti. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the thing. Montreal is a good draft. They get some great players. They sign a, a Tavares, a Kovalchuk, a JVR, a Stastny. Even Stastny. Oh, JVR would break my heart. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. Like, there's a ton of guys that they could go out and get. They have a ton of room. If they can find a taker for that Alsner contract, send with, send a second rounder. They can't. Send a second rounder to, to the Coyotes. Give them Alsner. And, and get rid of that contract. Now you can, now you can do the it. The Oilers. The Oilers! Oh, yeah, I'd be ringing off Ka the hook. Carl Oilsner. I can see the yeah, headline Carl now. <laughs> Carl Oilsner. Does he have a no move? I bet he does. I bet he Oh, my God! I bet he does. Please do. Please actually do. I want to see. He does not. Oh! oh. I'm so disappointed. Um, do did, did, did you have Engel's Twitter up because you found the stuff? Uh... No. No. But I mean, that is the gist of it. 
Okay. The gist of it is he's a very nice man, but jolly smokes is this a shitty deal. So another team, so we, you know, we're talking about quick turnarounds. The Islanders probably could. The, the Canadians, while and we're on them. And they had some injuries. Too. While we're on them. And then we'll get to the game in just a second here. Jeff Molson took questions from the media Friday about Mark Bergevin. And I, I'm taking a little bit from the score and from, For uh, his weekly, from the athletic here. Here's why I'm not firing the GM press conference. Yes. Um, he described <laughs> the season. He Stop de- talking. Sorry. He described the season as unacceptable. I feel like that's what Adam's telling you while he's trying to get through this. And he said, No! <laughs> Here's, I'm going to make a case why, for why Bergevin would stay, because that's what I've been doing all year. That's me. Yeah. I've been saying, Ber- yeah. Well, uh, I know all the evidence points one way, but have you considered? No. Well, that seems to be what this, this is. So here it is. Molson explained to uh, TSN Radio, uh, if I look at his experience at the business of hockey, mm. again, Bergevin, Uh, He had a lot of success building a successful team in Chicago. I think he's probably one of the better evaluators of talent out there, and he's somebody who really understands how to build a hockey team. And I also think in a season, you can always make up an excuse for what went wrong, but at the end of the day, it doesn't fall on the general manager. It falls on a culmination of many things that happen in a season. Could be injuries, could be poor performance, it could be poor development, it could be not enough, uh, sorry, it could be not enough guys in the pipeline, wonder why, Uh, but it adds up. There's no reason, in my opinion, why this should fall under the shoulders of one person. I think that one person has the capability of creating a better environment to make us who we should be, which is a winning team, but it's everything that counts, not just one person. Jeff Molson is one of my favorite Leafs. (laughs) He is. He is. Hey, I'm a Leafs fan. Great. All those quotes make me happy. The whole thing. Whole gosh darn thing. I hope Bergevin gets signed to a 10-year extension. And I hope Jeff Molson is the owner of the team. I hope he lives to be the oldest human being. I hope he lives to be 140. In the Guinness Book of World Records. Guinness Book of World Records. And is the Habs owner forever. And Bergevin is also, he's 135. He's just a little bit behind. And he's still the GM. With his cool suits. Hey. He does have great suits. You guys keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. What do bad Canadian teams do better than nothing? (laughs) <laughs> they just, hey, you know what? We believe in Jim Benning. We believe in Peter Shirelli. We believe in Mark Bergevin. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. I love it. Don't burn it to ash like most other teams who do a good job. I made, uh, keep doing it. On the drive home last night, I made Jesse watch the fabled, and I hadn't seen this, and I, I somebody sent this to me. It's the fabled Peter Shirelli. Assistant General Manager Jim Benning, still President Cam Neely, talking about trading Tyler Sagan after the season where the Leafs were defeated by the Bruins in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bruins should be like putting copyright claims on I, I, every version of that. They should try to delete it from the internet. That? It's bad. I so it is if you really if you bad. if you want to look it up, just just Google like um, I forget what it's called, but basically just Bru- Boston Sagan. Chirelli trade, like you can find it, Here's and they, they and they they go through the decision process, and this is what's really important. And, and then I'll let you get to sure, they go through the decision process of how they came to trade this player and how these guys are are um, evaluating. And there's actually a scout named Gretzky there, and I wonder if he's one of the Gretzky family. I think he is. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about sure he's a superstar. It's my favorite quote. Sure he's a superstar for sure, but does he fit our culture? And it is like you, it's mind blowing that these conversations happen. These people, by the way, make a lot more money Dumb sport. than we do. Dumb sport. They get to work in the, in this, like what an amazing business to work in. They get to work for the Bruins. 
An original 16? They got a cup. They got a cup. They won. They won. At that point, they had to be pretty confident, I would think, right? Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're very upset about Nathan Horton leaving to go to Columbus. Now, what's interesting about that is they're super upset about Nathan Horton leaving, and this is pre-injury, so let's, let's take the injury out of it. Sure. Nathan Horton yeah. was a warrior. Great player. But was Nathan Horton a guy that could win you an MVP award? Yeah. Or could win you a Rocket Richard award? The level of concern that they have over Nathan Horton leaving is just so weird. It's like, why are you so deeply invested in Horton and you're trying to trade away this 21-year-old who looks like a potential superstar? Yeah, you're— you're. Your security should be, well, at least we have Tyler Sagan. Yeah. And we're going to get rid of him. Well, that's the great thing. The interesting thing, too, is like, well, if we lose Nathan Horton, we're going to have to trade Tyler Sagan. When you think, that's the time to keep him. Yeah. That's when you keep him. You mad oh, Well, we've lost the, uh, Nathan Horton, so now we got to trade the 21-year-old superstar? I don't get it. But you got to watch it. The video is called Behind the B, and that's the letter B, dash the Tyler Sagan trade. And if you just YouTube that, you'll find it. So why did they release that video? And you said they must be feeling confident. 2011, they win the Stanley Cup. 2012, they're— Everybody at, copies them in 2012. Everyone, everyone copies them, including themselves. Uh, no, and they have a very good regular season. They're the second seed in the East. They're upset in the first round by Washington. Ooh, I remember I that. I think it was Joel Ward, Game 7 overtime winner. He's such a hero in the playoffs, man. He's, he's, he's unbelievable. That was kind of like at the height of like his, uh, his lore, and then he goes to the Sharks and does the same thing. But then the next year, they go to the Stanley Cup Final, but it's not good enough that they did well, and they were in the Stanley Cup Final, and they were so close to forcing a Game 7. It's that... It was a traumatizing defeat. Two goals in 17 seconds cost you the Stanley Cup. And there's nothing worse. There's no worse position to be in in this league, it seems, than uh, being a really good team who decides there's a huge issue. (laughs) We've seen it many times over the years. If you are a really good team. We were, we need to just blow it up. If you and are boy, a, did they. if you are a really good team and you lose and it's traumatizing i.e. Vancouver losing to Boston. Oh. Is it fair to say that you don't actually have a big problem? Cuz if you're no. if you're the other team in the finals mm-hmm. and you and stomp, no, you toy with the penguins. They toyed with them. If you're if you if you're that far in, fair to say that you don't have any major problems. Yeah, you might lose, but you probably don't have any major problems. If we just believed more, though, if we were more mentally strong, and we I wouldn't have given up two goals in 17 seconds. I don't want to, and I don't want to take away from Nathan Horton because he was a warrior and he was a hero. And you know, well, I'm more th- focusing on second for but, sure. Yeah. But my 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 point is is that I, I don't want anybody to get that con- construed because I remember when Ma- Nathan Horton was at the top player. of his career, he was. He's mm-hmm. a great player. But to say that. Okay, now we don't have to pay Nathan Horton $6 million. We'll have to trade Tyler Sagan, who will also be worth $6 million. I thought if they signed Sagan, or sorry, signed Horton, then they'd have to trade Sagan this for cap reasons. This is crazy thing. They had Sagan signed to yeah. less than six. Less than six. He is up for heart consideration this year, and he's making less than $6 million. Him and Tavares have, like, the best contracts. In you the imagine league. Boston had, still had him now? They'd crazy, crazy, they'd be on the and, same and, streak that the Penguins are on. And Sagan, and like it would be insane. If the Leafs lose JVR, does mm. that mean we have to trade Nylander? <laughs> yeah, the same thing. I think very similar. That's how it works. Yep. Yep. Stanley Cup. There you Here go. Here we come. <laughs> or Marner. It's it's like trading one of Nylander or Marner. Yeah. 
it makes no sense. And there's yeah, no guarantees, by the way. I mean, those guys are very good, but like, we don't know that they're a top line center. So we like, should trade them. Do they fit like, into he, he the culture? He was a center at 21 in the NHL. Do we fit into the culture? Do, do they, they fit, in? fit into the culture? You know, it's crazy. This uh, video, you must watch it. It is no, yeah. The Bruins should be. I I guess there's no urgency because the Bruins released it, and like the guiltiest parties are no longer there. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I remember watching this, watching it and thinking, like, just for the first time a couple days ago, and I know it's been tweeted at me before, but I just never could bring myself to watch it because I knew it was going to be painful. Mm. And the, 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 it's pain. And I don't want to, oh, yeah. like, you can't single out Shirelli for that one move. They did win a cup. It was a room of people who were like, hey, how about this? So The thing was. <laughs> it wasn't just one person's mistake. Everybody in that room was culpable because, and they did edit it, but nobody said, no, this is a bad idea. And not one. Those guys are still active. Like the the clip that they showed of Doug McLean uh, passing up on well, fist pumping that the Habs drafted uh, the goalie who ended up being Carey Price. <laughs> this is a terrible draft pick. Well, that was Pierre Maguire's quote, right? No, that was. Uh, oh yeah, that was Carey Price. Yeah, he said this is a terrible, terrible dream. pick. Yeah, yeah so and he he Doug whiffed McLean on that was too. Jumping up and down the wall because he could get what because we yeah. can get no, so we can get Gilbert Brule. Instead of Enze Kopitar. And it's funny because like Poor he's an Doug. analyst, he's on TV, yeah. he hasn't been a general manager for many years. Those guys are all still in it. They're all still in the game, man. Prominent roles. And listen, you're going to miss on some things, but at mm -hmm. least... It, but Should when you watch phone, this... Hey, Eugene, <laughs> I need some of your Ukrainian hackers to get rid of this video. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um. Allegedly, of course. <laughs> God. I, I saw in a movie, there was a guy named Eugene... <laughs> I saw that in a movie. It was, very, it was very good. It was on Netflix. Um, it was I, on Show Me. Let's take a quick break here to just mention that Puck Talks Rec Room, April 7th, Saturday. It is sold out. But hey, there are some tickets available on the Steve Dangle Podcast Reddit page. Some of the listeners, uh, some of you guys uh, can't come. Totally understand. If you can give your tickets to someone else that wants to come, there's actually a thread going right now at Steve Dangle, uh, Steve Dangle's Reddit. Easy, easy peasy, uh, and we'll see you there. We're really jacked. And again, if you can't make it, just make sure you can give your give your tickets away to someone who can. Um, now, let's get. I want to. I want to. Um, I want to do a little audio here, and I want to turn it over to our good friend Joe Bowen. I say good friend. Mm. I don't really know Joe Bowen. I've met him once. I brought him a drink at a golf course once. But he's a very nice man. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's in the book. Did we gloss over that? Oh yeah, because it's in the book, man. We can't, book. we can't, like, we can't talk about that now. <laughs> Jesse, you got to pay for that information. <laughs> I hope you leave that book to your family. You know what? I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. We pay for audiobooks, and yet podcasts are free. And I was kind of thinking, like, so is we're it, better, is what you're saying. No, no. All I'm saying, no, no. And I'm not saying anybody should pay for this show. What I'm saying is, it's like. It's it's almost the same thing. I guess book, books are maybe a little more concise and a little more story driven. But yeah, uh, I'll I'll just straight up say they're harder, <laughs> <laughs> a lot harder. Anyway, anyway, I just think audiobooks are like big podcasts that you actually had to write and you know run through with somebody. Yeah, so I'm making one of those, and it won't be free. So just throwing that out there. <laughs> Put your headphones on. It's really hard. I know you. I'm trying to listen to you. Um, you can still hear me. Oh yeah, I yeah. Can. Here's the thing. Um, headphones don't completely. These Shut are up, noise mom. canceling. Anyway, let's listen to this piece of beautiful audio 
all the way through and we're not stopping. There's Hyman getting down into the zone. Got around Petrie, back of the net. Mike Riley runs into traffic on the far side. A tip pass then by Hyman, didn't work, comes to center. Carrick fakes the shot, sends it off to Hyman on right wing, going wide. Hyman around back of the net, center, scores! It's the kid, Andreas Janssen! And that smile is going to go viral! I don't think he's closed his mouth yet. (laughs) Even coming to the leaf bench now to exchange five high fives. The only smile bigger might be that of Zach Hyman, who was going around behind the Montreal net and then threw it out on the short side. Got Lindgren just to lean away from the post enough. And Janssen got to the top of the crease and just chipped it. Now... Johnson had like the third happiest reaction out of the scrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, um, Tra- Travis Dermott's reaction to Andreas Johnson's Carrick. first goal yeah. was, was bigger than Travis Dermott's first goal. Uh, but, you know, it's it's awesome. To, it was awesome to see that. And obviously we talked about last episode the fact that, you know, he's drafted in the fourth or sorry, seventh, seventh. round, 202nd overall, asthma patient that they didn't know. And that they're like, oh, he doesn't try hard enough. And it turns out he's just got asthma and all of a sudden he's here. What's interesting about all of this, I think, is and it's lost in this. He had in 13 minutes of play last night seven shots. He had at least three on one shift in particular. And and yeah. the thing was that I was I think it was Stephen Birch that tweeted today that only Matthews and Nylander have done that this year on the Leafs. That many shots, I think. Seven shots in a game. And they've only they've only, each managed it only once. And like wow. I think Matthews led the league in shots last year, which is crazy to think. <laughs> well, because he had a shot in every single game. Yeah, but yeah. you know. That is a guy, and and, they, and Jonas Siegel kind of talked about it in the Athletic this morning. That's a guy that may not play in the playoffs, but he sure oh. he sure looks like he should. Oh, and Babcock loves his new toys. And post, does he? Oh, post game. Oh, he loves the good ones though. Well, of course, I would hope so. He's the head coach. He, you know what? The Happy Meal Buzz Lightyear. He's happy to get. Yeah, sure, whatever. Maybe throws it in the, in his little toy bucket. But this this guy, friggin' you push all the buttons and he says shit and the wings come out. This is the real McCoy. This is the real deal Buzz Lightyear. And he said, he's like, oh, I think, what do you, what do you have, seven shots? It wasn't even funny. He's looking down at the stat sheet and he goes, yeah, and two misses. So nine attempts on net. I mean, that's pretty good. That is pretty he, good. He was, uh, woo, tantalized a little bit. And, and he goes, when he's looking down at the stat sheet, he goes, uh, I think he had seven shots. What, what's his number? 18? 18. He goes, yeah. what's his number? What's uh so I uh uh similar to Kisperi Kapanen, I think he's gonna have a very hard time putting this toy down when the time comes. So here's what's interesting. He said this after the game. It's a shame about the feeling could, of scoring your first goal in the NHL, and I loved this quote. Adam, before you read that quote, I just want to save you and say that uh Matthews did not lead the league in shots. Oh, he was leading for a while then. No. Sorry, thank Brent you. Brent Burns led in uh for 320. Oh, thank you. Whoa, what Before you get all the tweets. You what saved me for so many tweets there. Uh he was eighth. You know so what? Good. Jesse, you probably didn't save me because it it came we too late. Would. Yeah. So people will tweet <laughs> and then 
And then they'll be like, oh, Jesse saved you. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Followed two minutes later, but never mind, sorry. <laughs> yeah, those, I love those. It's my favorite. I love those. You're gonna, we're going to get three parters tomorrow. It's going to be, hey, <laughs> never mind, sorry. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I just heard that other part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Followed by three deletes. Um, he said this about his first goal, and I, I, I grew up imagining, and I used to write essays, but whenever they asked me to do creative essays in school, I would always write about being a draft choice of the Toronto Maple Leafs and playing and scoring my first goal. That's, every creative writing story I did was about that. And he said this, it felt like just happiness. Happy filled my whole body. Nothing went through my mind. I just screamed and jumped. And I don't know if you can throw that any better. That Like, can you, can you sum that up any better? No. Like it was, that it is. was great. I love that those moments like still happen. You know what I mean? Just pure, unfiltered, like genuine joy. happiness. Joy. True genuine joy. Genuine joy. Like an actual dream coming true. And the, and the best part about it is that all of the guys on the ice at one point were his teammate with the Marlies. All of the guys on the ice. Mm-hmm. Hyman, Dermot, Nylander, uh, Carrick. Yeah, Hyman, yep. Dermot, Nylander, Carrick. That's it. And... Uh, and 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 they were so happy for him because they know how hard it is. I think uh, Janssen on the wing with Nylander in the middle and Hyman on the other wing was actually a line for three games when Janssen came over and then he got brained uh, in that series against the Albany Devils. Brain? He, yeah, he got, got a bad brain. Yeah, it was a, that, you can know what the guy did. People use didn't the guy yeah, get I like so. didn't yeah. the guy get suspended for that? Ten games. Yeah. Ten games in the playoffs. Yeah. It, well, I mean, Marley's eliminated them anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, that, that was real bad. And Carrick was part of that playoff series as well. And Travis Dermott has obviously been his teammate for two years now. And, like, a thick two years. No, no call-ups. Except two for C's. when Dermott. Double C, Adam. Thick. <laughs> like you. Like that Like that butt. What'd that butt do? <laughs> but you can rest the your drink The coffee's now wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll come back. I'm sure they'll be around too, Kevin. <laughs> Jesse, show title, what that butt do. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> do it. So, anyway. Um, no, but uh, yeah, there were no call-ups until Dermot got called up this year. So, you know, they've been they've been together. It's, it's a great thing about developing developing your team. Together. Together. Um, I don't know if the Habs have that. Well, and I was going to say... As you know, for the game itself that happened last night, um, what a difference twenty four months can make. What a difference, man! What a difference eighteen months can make in this league, dude. Twelve. The Habs won the division last year. <laughs> last year, and it just seemed it was like a tale of two cities last year or, like, or last night. It's like it's there. It's one's going one way, one's going the other. Now, eighteen months from now. With all the draft choices they have and the cap space they have, could be a completely different story again. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, you know what? I genuinely hope Montreal gets better because I like the rivalry. Why, I want that. We keep going back to the cap space. Why didn't they utilize it at the trade deadline to buy a whole bunch of contracts and in get return for asset assets? They don't believe in that. They don't. Your guess they don't is believe as good in as that, mine, Jesse. dude. It's it to me that would that would signal them waving the white flag, which the Leafs did. But I think there's some pride in Montreal in the in the in the management sector. I'm not talking about the fans. Thank you, yeah, thank you for making that distinction because we make fun of Oilers fans. Look, can you just admit X trade or Y trade was bad? Was bad? Montreal fans, like, there's a unified front there. They hate everyone the- is waiting outside <laughs> with torches pitchforks. and pitchforks. 
this sucks. They're very smart hockey fans. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like. And that's not to say Oilers fans are not or yeah. Canucks fans are not before no. everybody gets offended. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying other fans aren't smart. But I'll I think. No, I'll just yeah. say they all seem to have the same opinion. This blows. Mm-hmm. This blows. We sure ain't losing. We know why they blow. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop it. And they just won't do it. And I think there's a refusal. And I mean, it starts. I hate to bring this up again, but it starts with the PK trade. Who was their analytics guy? Oh, Matt Pfeffer? Yeah, so Matt Pfeiffer, Pfeffer? Pfeffer? I, there's a, the spelling was a thing. So Matt. With that name. The the story goes that he he made a... Pre- I want to say three Fs. This trade was proposed, and he made, a, he made a passionate argument to the effect of, please do not do this trade. This is a terrible idea. Mm. And they go and they do it anyway. Now, Shea Weber is still a very, very good defenseman. Who hasn't... He's barely played this season. Yeah. Like, part, that contributes. Part of the problem, though. In, in a league this tight, that contributes. Um, But nobody can say, nobody's going to say that the Canadians walked out and won that trade. Or even walked out and maybe even, like, it's arguable that they got fair value because, honestly, they thought their window was something that it wasn't. And they made a trade for a guy that they thought was better than Subban. And you can argue whether or not he is or not. I personally don't think he's better than Subban. But the point is... They had the analytics guy there, and after that passionate thing, and then they trade Subban anyway, they fired the, an- or they didn't renew the analytics guy. And now they don't have one. And what's- yeah, that analytics guy, by the way, is with uh, Nashville now. Ah. <laughs> the best team in the NHL currently. Because of him. <laughs> and his yes. intern, Dave Poyle. That's right. <laughs> but, but you understand that, that there, there is a, it's not even... It's not even that they're slow on the slower on the learning the analytics side of it. It's that they outright reject it. There, there I don't is like understand a, the we're not going to do that. I don't understand the direction. But that's the thing is that it's almost like they're out to prove that they don't need analytics to win. Yeah, but, but like sometimes they make like little moves that are smart. Like getting rid of Al Montoya for a pick um, made perfect sense. Yeah, like Ber- a high pick in the fourth round. I think Berkshire said it best, though. It's a good pick. He said, uh, he said he's, Bergevin is really great at getting you bottom six guys. Hey, you might get Victor Arvidsson with that pick. I think, I, th- I think the Predators got him with a fourth round pick. Um, yeah, but, know, so it's good to stockpile those How picks, long until like, Victor Arvidsson is Victor Arvidsson? It took him, I think, three years. Uh, I'm just saying. I just saying. don't understand what. Like, looking at the roster they went into the season with, I'm like, I don't get the plan. Well, the there plan wasn't a plan. The plan yeah. seems to have been John Tavares. But there was no plan when mm-hmm. you look at the roster. Even Ron McLean. There a whole bunch of spare parts doing nothing. Yeah. And, and oh, like, we got this Drew Ann guy, and we're going to try him at a position that we've never tried him at before, and he's going to be the first in that position. Like, we're, like we try Nylander at position. Yeah, we put Nylander, him. put Nylander in that position, right? As a rookie. As a rookie. Well, well Dr- no, yeah, not a yeah, yeah, you're but right. Duran and Nylander are about the same, right? In, in ter- like Duran's a bit older. Yeah, but and but Matthews isn't in the picture, and you're our first center now. That's that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. yeah, like they didn't try Nylander at center until this year when Matthews went down, and they still like Babcock. Nah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You gotta twist his arm. That's yeah. the point. They they set him up to fail, and that's not his fault. That's he he might need some time to develop or he may never be a center. But the fact that they said you're our number one guy and all you've ever played at this level is right wing, come on. I don't know if it's Julian's fault either because Well that he can like only he play what he's exasperate. given. Yeah. It's like, geez, man. So anyway, I, I I it will be interesting to see what Montreal does. We spent too much time on them. 
I got a question about the Leafs, and and this is a, specifically about Leaf fans, because I don't think management thinks this way. And and based on their actions, in fact, I, I would know that they don't think this way if you if you base it purely on their actions. Don't you think it's time that everybody stop hoping Curtis McElhaney is going to fail? Yeah, we're done here, guys. He's the he's awesome. He's <laughs> awesome, and he will remain awesome until he is not awesome. That's how this works. What I said today in my LFR is he's the his career as a Leaf is the living embodiment in goalie pads of a 16 seed beating a one seed. Why do you watch what March Madness? Why do you watch sports for moments like McElhaney stealing the show? 33 save shutout. Got an assist in the shutout. He had more points last night than the Habs. 931 save percentage in 16 games. Not bad. 935, Adam. Oh, 935. Oh, shit. Even higher. He has eight career shutouts. Four of them have come in his 30-game Leafs career since getting claimed off waivers from Columbus. Get behind this incredible story. Why can't you? And, and that's what blows my mind because... Oh, well, they might trade Sparks as a result because he's on a one-way... We'll cross that bridge when we get there. If you have time, take the playoffs. it. Yeah, da 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 He... What has he done other than his win. job? <laughs> yeah, win, stop pucks. Our Hockey Night Throw Cinema down. in London, I believe, was uh, was the first game mm-hmm. he played for the Leafs. And he won. And he won. And, Four and he was great. Sense. And, yep. you know, the thing is, is that, like, I, I understand a little bit from this perspective that Sparks and uh, Calvin Pickard have been historically good in the AHL. Great. And they've had an unbelievable tandem, unbelievable success. The Marlies are doing great. And that's fantastic. And people want to take a look at that depth. They just want to see, what else do we got? But the point is, if he's winning, which is the point, yeah. that's why you play. You play to win the game. <laughs> Now, the, my, why why would you why would you hope for him? And I, every game, every game, I get tweets from people going, "Is this Magalini's last game as a Leaf?" Like the first game still? of the year, yeah, first game of the year, there was like I think he let in four goals or something, and I think they lost. He had a couple rough ones, which everybody does. Sure, and people are like, "Is that Magalini's last game in a Leaf?" It's every time, every like, October. Is this Freddie's last game as a Leaf? Does he have four? Yeah, really. <laughs> Do Does people he, not like him because his style of play is like out of 1995? Oh, dude, he looks terrible. Yeah, but he always wins. But I look behind him and there's no puck. Now, yeah. the it's problem, great. Leading up to this, it's understandable that a lot of people would think, well, he'll revert back to his career average. But if you look at a guy, even if that's even if that's true, in the last 18 months, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. And look at Andrew Hammond. He had half a year. And injuries. And, and injuries. But yeah. look at Andrew Hammond in Ottawa. Yeah. Took that team on his back with the hamburgers or whatever to the playoffs because he was hot. Yeah, you run it till it's not hot. They, they signed him to a two-year, eight hundred grand deal that you can get rid of so easily or bury, which I think was probably, probably the, the intention in year two. Bury him. Uh, it gets to it gets to be a problem when you sign them to you know over a million bucks for several years, kind of like they did with Hammond, and then you run into injuries, and then it makes it even worse. The cold business part of me is like, okay, you sell them, you sell high on McElhaney in the offseason and then go with one of Sparks or Pickard. Uh, but the sports-loving part of me is freaking let it ride right now. Best goalie in the league. 
statistically. <laughs> I mean, in his current role, <laughs> in his current role, in his role, like, sure. I had some people like uh, one per, one person I know, I know. Curtis McElhinney is not the best goalie in the league. Okay, I get it, but. I had someone yeah, go. That's right, Tampa. Curtis McElhinney. Better yeah. than Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky? Unlikely. <laughs> Curtis McElhinney Jennings has something to say <laughs> about McElvesna is what McElvesna. I guess we <laughs> Vesna. Not even, <laughs> that's not even good, you guys. McElvesna's good. <laughs> no, it's not. You just added Vesna to it. <laughs> Don't you talk about Kurt Hart McElpearson <laughs> that way. How dare you? <laughs> Kurt Hart McElpearson. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's Kurt Hart McElindsay. McElindsay. Actually, that like, kind of works. Kurt Hart sounds like an 80s heartthrob guy who's in a, a show that's like Miami Vice, like Kurt Hart. And then like he's in his, he's in a pink tank top third, solving crime. The third member of the Rockers. Shawn Michaels! Marty Janetti! <laughs> Kurt Hart! Kurt Hart! Michael Pearson. Michael Lindsay! <laughs> Michael Jennings. Curtis Michael Lindsay. Dude, he stops Spucks. Look, uh, someone said. He's really good in his role as a backup. When you start to make him a starter, maybe it becomes a problem. Hey, maybe you're right. He has earned the... He has that's earned... Great. That's what he's supposed to do. Maybe he should be a backup then. <laughs> no, Crazy no, the idea. What, what maybe the saying, guy who excels at being a backup should be a backup. Hold on, hold what on. Are you saying, saying he's better at defense? <laughs> and we can't play him at forward? We can't rule it out. <laughs> and now that he's on defense, we can move Gardner up to wing. Stanley Cup, here we go. We're going. No, but what I guess what they're saying is like if Freddie's out a month, for example, okay. you can't then give McElhaney like 10 games. Which is why, why you have depth in the system but in the first place. Which is what they're arguing. So make Sparks the starter and have McElhaney back him up. Oh, but what no, I would make sense though. I agree. So no, what <laughs> I would no, it might. It might. I get the thought process, but he has played so well that you need to give him the chance. To stink, why, which he hasn't. Why would you give the chance to the guy who hasn't been playing hasn't with the anything. team and hasn't had the best save percentage yeah. out of anybody in the league the last 16 games? Give it to the guy with three <laughs> shutouts and 14 starts or whatever it is. Like, That's pretty good. Why, why pretty would good you ever 25% of his shots, of his starts, end in a shutout? Yeah, something like that, math. I don't know. So here's, here's <laughs> There's yeah. no argument for Sparks to take. The role, Except yeah. for that people are are big fans of the unknown, right? And that it's like it's a new present. Totally. And, which and, is mm, why yeah. which is why, you know, we go, you know, get out of here, Dominic Moore. I want to see what this Johnson kid's made of. I got Dominic Moore. That's why people love draft picks. Oh. Because your draft pick <laughs> is a superstar. You know what a draft pick is? Your imagination. <laughs> exactly. And it's your it's imagination could be anyone. Imagination. <laughs> oh, this fourth round pick we got for basically nothing. Could be the guy who, Victor Arvidsson. Thank goodness we drafted him instead of Dalian because <laughs> he is. Dalian might be a Super Saiyan, but this guy is like Super Saiyan four, and he just reverted back, and he has a red cardigan for some reason. Here's the thing: like <laughs> the way the Leafs operate is that you got to earn your way. You got to take someone's job, as Mike Babcock likes to say. Take somebody, unless you're Dominic Moore. Screw you. If if that is. If that is the case, then the Leafs are going to continue to play Curtis McElhaney until they get a back to back, and that's just the way it is, man. Like the the the, the a Mac to Mac, <laughs> or he stinks, <laughs> or he stinks. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Garrett Sparks is going to have to go in there and and prove it, but he's not just going to be thrown in there. Okay, Garrett, you're the starter now. Congratulations. Also, McElhaney no, why goes would you in, do that? McElhaney goes in the next game, allows six goals in one period, gets yanked. Well, that's it with McElhaney. We're not playing him ever again. No. No! 
It's more than one game. Stop cheering again. If you're a Leafs fan, stop, stop cheering, cheering against. against this guy. Yeah. Love it. It's an amazing story. Love it. When is the last time we had a backup goaltender that anybody talked about at all? James that, Reimer. That was any good. James Reimer. James Reimer. When they forced him into the backup And before role, that? For no reason. Before James Reimer. Who was Vesa Toskal as backup? Andrew Raycroft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and JS All-time Band, wins leader, Andrew Raycroft. Oh, that makes me so mad. <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> come back. Come back, man. And just, oh. God, that makes me mad. It makes me so mad. So he wasn't even good. That's the part that, that I, I just, I, I look at that and I go, how, how freaking sad. Because this guy has been nothing but a pro. And they got him for nothing. The two focal points of that game were both fantastic stories. Curtis McElhaney is a fantastic story. Andreas Janssen is a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. Odds constantly stacked against him. He's playing with as- asthma unbeknownst to him, and despite that, was just good enough to get drafted. Like, barely. What was he, like, fifth last? Something like that. Barely good enough to get drafted, but they draft him, and then they find this problem, and they solve it. Tears the Swedish league apart. He does so well that the Leafs, hey, invite him over. You're going to come into our lineup in the middle of our playoff run, even though we're stacked anyway. Gets brained. Knocked out of the playoffs. I don't even think he began the season on time. Wasn't that good. Took a while to get his feet back underneath him. Wastes a whole season in that regard. Then he tears the league apart this year. He had a good back half last year. He had a really good back half last year. Had a really good back half last year. Tears the league apart this year. But Levo there, Soshnikov there, uh, uh, Dominic Moore, Thomas Bukanitz. Thomas Bukanitz gets added to the team. Matt Martin is still with the team forever and ever, amen. And he somehow gets his opportunity, plays seven minutes, and 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 he gets he gets smashed into the boards, gets stitches, barely even plays in his first game. Babcock doesn't even get a full evaluation of him. Matt Martin's back into the lineup the next game, and then he decides, hockey night in Canada, I'm going to give this kid a shot, and he leads the team in shots and scores a goal. It's a fantastic story. It's incredible. And it completely overshadowed McElhaney, who we don't even like. Screw him. Like, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. This, this six foot three man in his mid thirties who plays like he's looks four like a math teacher. Two. Looks like a math teacher. Looks like a math teacher. <laughs> looks like the antithesis of a rock star hockey player. Looks like. The uncle you know the least about. <laughs> like this totally unassuming man. Yeah. Who just happens to be good at hockey. He's the guy who asks you how's it going and you have a 10 minute conversation that's it. Who who you don't hear about ever. I the last time I remember McElhaney getting this much attention is when Mike Keenan made a joke about him when he was in the minors when Keenan was coach of the Flames. That's what I remember. I think it was I think it was I want to say Kiprasov was one of the Flames goalies, and I don't remember who the other one was, and they had a really good game after someone got injured. And uh, then Keenan, uh, someone goes, Keenan, who are you starting next game? And he jokes, he goes, McElhaney. And, uh, and all the reporters in the stand, ah, ha, 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 and they laugh about it. Then you don't hear about this guy ever until the Blue Jackets put him on waivers, and you're like, oh, I didn't even know he was still in the league. And then the Leafs claim him. Oh, why the hell are you claiming McElhaney? Comes in as great, despite... Looking like a like a like flubber. Remember that movie? Just bouncing all over the place, like un, like Hashik, but not on purpose. <laughs> and he just wills the Leafs into the playoffs. Stops a Sidney Crosby shot. Yeah, but it wasn't even that good of a Sidney Crosby shot. Shut up and believe in magic. Enjoy it. 
Just shut up and believe in magic. Even if it's not even that good of a Sidney Crosby shot, Doesn't it's matter. still it's an unbelievable you save. You stop it then. It's an unbelievable save. It really is. Were you in net to stop it? No, you weren't. He was because he busted his ass. He had to be Curtis McElhaney for a decade <laughs> and a half trying to play pro hockey. And he gave himself this opportunity. And in his mid-30s, he's played the best hockey of his life. Why won't you just cheer for this man? You're, I well done. Wow, I agree. Well done. I totally agree. That was very impressive. Thank to you. you. I think the second wave of coffee hit. Yeah, and, and uh, it's gonna hit again. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a second and third. He, it's might have him a tonight. crash coming up. Yeah, but uh, he's this. This is like it, it could be the next Tim Thomas story, minus him shooting a television and a Chick Fil A. It, it, it could be that. I made that up. So that's based on a tweet I did a long time ago. Do we? Cheer for McElhaney, yes, and Bench Anderson when he comes back and yes. play McElhaney. Yes, I'm so inspired by his story that that's what they should do. Look at the numbers, Jesse. Look at McElhaney's save percentage versus Freddie's. McElhaney's is higher. If, if McElhaney kept this up, if we let him be the starter and we went on, uh, we got 10 games left, we won the last 10 games, Anderson's ready for the first game of the playoffs. Do you consider benching him? Anderson? Anderson. Ready for first game, we go 10-0 for the next 10 games. McElhaney posts a 9-5 save percentage. Hottest goalie ever. Five shutouts in those 10 games. Do you bench Anderson? I, I slash Anderson's tires before he even gets in the car so that he can't make it to the game so I can start McElhaney. No, that's, you, that's you play how Freddy. I do it. You play no, Freddy. Of course you play Freddy. Of course you play You wouldn't play ride Freddy. the hot hand? No, you play Jesse, Freddy. Jesse, I'll tell you what I would do. When McElhaney wins the Conn Smythe for the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> I'll sell my car and house and spend my entire life savings to get his game-used equipment. What, Steve, to sell it? No, to wear it to bed every night. <laughs> in, Wait, in, in the, the house, house you don't, you don't have. have. In the <laughs> house you no longer have. <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Listen, well, okay, I'll sleep on the pads then. Well, it's, I, be, you, you started it by saying you're selling your house. It'll be summertime so he can sleep outside in the park. <laughs> He's got it. Adam thinks. There you go. Adam, homelessness is not a joke. I did. I wasn't making homeless jokes. Are you making First of all, fun of I'm a blogger. I'm going to move into my parents' basement. <laughs> oh, obviously. Guys, you think I haven't thought this through? You thought I haven't thought of Curtis McAlady's Con Smythe performance through thoroughly? Come on, guys. Just believe in magic, everybody. Hey, cheer for the players on your team. You know what's starting to become a thing? That's a weird concept. I know. You know what's starting to become a thing on Twitter? Hating and I don't your know own if team? it's sarcastic. Yeah. I, I hope it's not because I want it to be a thing. Late season Polak. What? Talking about late season Polak. Like Polak just gets good at the end of the season. He, he was good at the end of last season. Sure was. He was really good until and, he blew his knee. And now he's looking knee. better at the end of this season. So you know what? Late season Polak's a thing. Late season coming on. Alter, alter for that. You just wait for playoff Polak. Play, it's even better. Play a lack. Play Super Saiyan Polak. <laughs> uh, and just friggin' killing all the penalties. Polak, Curtis McElhaney, holding the con Smythe in one hand and one-handing the cup above his head in the other. <laughs> palms the cup, just palms it like Shaq and hands the cup to Polak, like who gets it next. <laughs> Who then hands it to Dominic Moore, because screw the rest of you. No, not Thomas Placanit. Who oh. then hands it to Thomas Placanit. Who then hands it to his beloved coach, DJ Smith. Like, it's just out of order. It's totally out of order. Uh, can you do me a favor, Jesse? Pickard gets it next. Can you bring up, and this is serious. I want... Coffee came I, I've got a thing about... I was just thinking about it while Steve was going on his rant. When was the last time two goalies won a Vesna? Might be Bauer and Sawchuk. No. Early 90s. And I think it was Montreal. I See, think it was Jennings, Wah and 
the Jennings you split. Is it Jennings you split? Jennings you split. I don't think Vesna you split. Okay. Jennings. No, I don't know if the Vesna was ever split. I think uh, I think that's why they had uh, the Jennings basically. They had three winners in 1980-81. Really? Uh, they goalie. split the Vesna. Was it, there was three nothing ways? in the early 90s. Early 90s? No. No. Late 80s. Yeah, if you go back, it's just who uh, won it. Who won it in the uh, early 80s? Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Dennis Heron, Michel Laroque, and Richard Saving Savigny from Sevigny. Sevigny. Sure. From where? Uh. Well, it so, says it I, says Heron and Savigny were Montreal. I wonder if Laroc was too. Because it doesn't say it just says total. So maybe it's the Jennings that I'm thinking of then. Yeah. But my point is That's weird, right? My point uh, is Yeah, it seems like sorry. <laughs> no, go, go. It's um it was a thing they used to do, like um Bauer and Sawchuk won it in Toronto in sixty four, sixty five. So Hodge and Worsley. It was more of a team goalie award. Mm. It seemed like through Six, the 60s and the 80s. And then in 82, it kind of became just the one, one goalie award. And since then, there has been no two goalie winners. Okay, so since the, the president recently has not been to do that, I mean, how do you argue against Anderson and, and McElhaney, though? For the Vesna? Well, not no. the Vesna, the Jennings. Uh, well, no, because the Jennings is, it's kind of dumb. It's just the least amount of goals allowed. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, a never stat trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, they're yeah. definitely not. I but. just think that, like, you know, if, if you look at, and, and, and you know, even if you're well, not a Leaf fan. Let's invent a trophy to give McElhinney. If you're not a Leaf fan, fine. The, and I, and the I get, Rudy trophy. The point I'm the trying Rudy to make, Award. Steve, the Sorry. point I am trying to Corey make. Corey Schwab Award of Excellence. Is they faced probably the most shots in the league. And mm. the Leafs have. Maybe. More points than the Metro Division, all the Metro Division teams. Like this is this is a pretty significant goaltending from both of them. In absence of an award, Adam, how about their own fans freaking support them? Yeah, how about that? I, I don't under like what's what's the rush? You think Garrett Sparks? <laughs> wants to just be randomly thrust unfairly into this? Your like, starter now. He's a goalie. He yeah. gets it. Yeah, Garrett, you're starting tonight. Why? <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. Calvin, you're starting. How come? Like, I'm I'm surprised they gave Calvin. Oh wait, no, it's because um, McElhinney was sick that one game. Shots against NHL number one, the New York Islanders. Number two, the New York Rangers. Number three, the New York Steve Dangles. Number three, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just want to say New York again. And Anderson has probably played much more than either Islanders goalie because they kind of split it. And I think, I don't know how much Lundqvist has played in New York, though. King Henrik? I feel like Rent, uh, not Rent, a Pavlik, Pavlik played more than McElhinney. King Henrik has played 58 games. That's a lot of games. But he's only had a 916 save percentage with two shutouts. So he's not McElhinney. Freddie's a 919. Take that, King, alleged King Henrik. You're barely even <laughs> 10 of clubs, Henrik, compared to Curtis McElhinney. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just think there's, I mean, Lee fans should appreciate this, I think. Maybe uh, that's that's the point. Let's wrap percentage, it up. Predators, Ducks, Kings, then Leafs. Wow. You know, what, a 15 months ago or so, I would have never thought I would go on a yelling, screaming, Defense of Curtis McElhinney, but here we are. 
Um, we talked a little bit about uh, the Habs hanging on to their general manager. What's interesting is that on headlines last night, we got a statement from the Toronto Maple Leafs about their general manager. And I actually want to I want to play the clip because Elliot Friedman brought it up at the the outdoor game uh, with um, with the guys. And I think it's really interesting that Brendan Shanahan, he talks about how Brendan Shanahan approached him. That is interesting. Well, I do know Shanahan is aware of the things said about his team. As a, any good president should be. Exactly. Uh, they keep an eye. They don't say very much, but it's interesting to me that he found this uh, worthy of clarification. I mean, at some point, it's an interesting strategy. Like, I, I got—I wonder if part of the strategy of can we just can we get to the clip sure, before yes. you get to that? Okay, because yes. I know what you're saying. I know what you're going to say, <laughs> but I just want to—I want to play the clip so everybody Sorry. gets it. Two interesting points here that I want you to look out for. Okay, first off, that Brendan Shanahan went up to Elliot Friedman and had a conversation about it. <laughs> yeah, and Shanahan probably said, uh, "Come here, young man." Yeah, and then Nick Kiprios, and then listen to Nick Kiprios's comments afterwards on why he doesn't believe it. That is is more more interesting. This morning, the morning skate against the Canadians, I happened to run into Brendan Shanahan. We started talking about a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago in Washington about the future of the front office and specifically Lou Lamorello. And, you know, Shanahan wanted to ask a couple things we'd mentioned, and then he gave us a quote. No decisions have been made. I haven't spoken to any of the particulars. We are concentrating on the rest of the season and the playoffs. Any decisions about the organization won't be made until after the season is over. Nick? Lou Lamorello has a saying, if you have time, use it. And that's what Shanahan yeah, seems to be listen, describing to. Elliot, I can appreciate the quote, but I also think it's rather inconsistent uh, in the way that Brendan Shanahan has led the Toronto Maple Leafs the last four years. Let's face it, since day one, this guy has had a plan. And there's no signs whatsoever that he's deviated from that plan whatsoever. So maybe, just maybe, what is consistent is that he's already, Elliot, made his decision um, but to respect the people around him, he's going to keep it quiet until he's ready to go public with it, as he said at the end of the season. All right, let's run. Now, I tend to believe Nick Kiprios on Kipper's that. Kipper's good, man. Kipper's good. Of course he's got a plan. Yeah, this guy How would not have me a plan? on national television. I'm allowed to say he's good. If I can say he's good, you have to say he's good, too. How would he not have a plan? Of course he's got a plan. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, I haven't really thought about the future of the franchise yeah, like, I run. I, that's sort of his job, right? Like, <laughs> of course he has. Oh, there's like hockey going on, man. I just, <laughs> like, I just. Ah. Well, you sound like I don't know. You guys play Fortnite? Like you just try to, <laughs> you just try to change the subject. That'd be like if somebody went up to Steve and they're like, "Hey, what do you think of the Leafs?" And Steve's like, "Ah, I've really been paying attention. You know, I don't really know." Like he's he's just playing the media. I think that's what Shanny's doing. Tiger had a big the right way. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. To, I think what's, Tiger's bad. What's great about that <laughs> is dust, he, he pulled. Away. He stepped forward as the as the president, made the statement, and made it back about the hockey team again. Done. Well, and what's great about the statement is so it's just the cycle of speculation. That's all that's been going on, and now that he's said something, it kind of puts a, a little bit of a bow on it. Until there's further news, which there won't be, because it's the Leafs. So he gets the last word in a way, although he didn't there. Kiprios did. But uh, Kiprios said his piece, what's left to be said. Exactly. We're no closer to finding out who it's going to be. And the thing is, now we know there's not going to be an answer. So why talk about it? Yeah. Shanahan says a thing. Kiprios says bullshit. What are you left with? With other respect. Than, respectful well, bullshit. Respectfully bullshit. What, what are you left with other than fair enough?
Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. And I, I don't think any of that is is unfair. If you're Brendan Shanahan, why would you make another? That's the that's the best thing you can do. That is the statement you make. Your team has won twelve straight at home. Maybe don't become the center of attention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, by the way, I've read in the last seven weeks the Raptors and Leafs have gone twenty four and one at home. Well, I think it's twenty four and two. Oh, after today. Right, yeah. Just, yeah. Damn game. That, that was a noon. stupid. I heard stupid it was game. Really so fun. the refs left with a security escort. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. They did a great job. Every referee that does a great job needs security around them. I, I fell asleep, Jesse, so I missed it. Did I, you see it? I did see it. Do you think that the is it is it Toronto fans being Toronto fans and being like, oh my god, we got screwed by the, the world against us. Yeah, the world's against no. us. No, it was, it was um, there were a few very bad calls, especially at the very end when they started just throwing out everybody for saying anything. And Dwayne Casey, the best part is when Dwayne Casey gets thrown out because a fan in the first row is chirping the refs. And Dwayne and Kyle are standing in front of this fan, and the ref's, like, standing off to the side, and he thinks this is Dwayne Casey yelling at him, and he turns around and he gives him a tee, tosses him out of the game, and Kyle just starts laughing, because there's nothing you can do at this point. Your head coach just got thrown out because the ref wasn't paying attention and thought that a fan yelling was the head coach. Anyway, so that was kind of a microcosm of how the entire end of the game went, because it was tied, or the Raptors had a one-point lead with, like, three minutes to go, and then from there went all downhill. And we lost. I saw I saw Michael <laughs> Grange said something about uh, you know DeRozan getting slapped, and generally speaking, uh, you know the league's stars get those calls, but because he's not considered a star, because the Raptors have he plays been, in Canada, only thirty the, million fans up here. The Raptors have been uh, like an expansion franchise for over two decades. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they don't count. But basically. this is this is the year where that turns around. Is it? Yeah, because they're going to finish first in the Eastern Conference, and they're going to make a deep playoff run, and people are going to finally start respecting them. I think in this game, so. it was just DeRozan's going up. He's a superstar, but he's going up against a team with super bigger superstars. I think like he's not going to get the call over. To West fully West. get respect around the league, not only are they going to have to show up in the finals, they're going to have to win. Yeah. I don't, the Jays were not respected until they won, and then the Jays lost respect because they sucked for the next 20 years after that. <laughs> Uh, you know, they will not get the respect. Like the Jays were respected until they weren't. Uh, Canada's winning. Shut it down, and then they shut the and league they shut down. the league down. <laughs> and, that, and that was the year the Expos were going to win. Mm-hmm. They were the best team in the league. We can't have this again. Shut it down. Um, now let's back to back to hockey for a second. Another thing, and we'll get to it. It was mentioned on headlines. Carolina. <laughs> it, I didn't know this. It eked out of Carolina somehow that the GM search was canceled. I didn't hear this, but then on headlines, like, well, they they reported that it was canceled, and it's not. <laughs> to which Elliot you know, said, bullshit. Yeah. Do you know on Twitter when they have the blank is over parties? Like if... <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> like Snapchat Taylor is Swift over. Taylor Swift is over. Taylor, yeah. Like if Selena Gomez canceled. posts something terrible. Ta- Selena Gomez is canceled party. I felt like that's what this was. Well, it's like when Connor McDavid hockey. was Donald Trump, and he was canceled for uh, yeah. a night, and then it was like, no, nobody <laughs> remembers that. Oh, he was Donald Trump for Halloween. Everybody's offended. <laughs> Connor McDavid he? is canceled, everybody. Canceled. He's done. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's good that we've never heard from him since. Twitter sure shut that Twitter down. Twitter works, you yeah. guys. <laughs> Twitter works. <laughs> Um, what is <laughs> Twitter just absolutely does not work. <laughs> it's just a microcosm of assholes of, of which yeah. we're a part of. Uh, it's just like you're you're just you're you're just like uh, no, I, I think Twitter gets things done and uh, it changes. Well, the world. I know how I spent my Sunday, which is arguing who should be MVP <laughs> at the NHL when the season's not done. Um, I you know that's that's what I've done. 
Um, no, but we're talking about so Carolina. I don't know what you're going to say about Carolina being canceled, but like, I don't you're know just where I was going to cancel Carolina. I, I think I had a point. That um, it's over. I just I need to see like a remix of the Lemonade video where Beyonce just takes a bat to a car with a Canes logo because they're just they're over. They're done now. Ah, my Alabama, you know like that. You know the Alabama. Do you do this shit again? <laughs> where the yeah, like from Lemonade, where she, where she drops a diss track on her husband. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? Elliot Friedman just <laughs> drops a diss track on the Canes. Uh, Adam trying visual. to remember I some remember words from Beyonce. Formation is kind of my favorite thing that's uh, ever happened. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I liked when they did the Taylor Swift remix of that song. <laughs> my mama, Minnesota. <laughs> is that a thing? You somebody, haven't seen that? To, I don't want it. It was a really good meme. All right, all right, really all right, all right, all right. We're getting a little off track here. Can we fucking focus here for just no! a second? So, Curtis McElhaney deserves your respect! <laughs> um, two tweets I'm going to read to you. Now, we already talked about That's Mike Fudo. a Fuda. lot of tweets, man. I don't know. Pierre Lebrun, earlier this week, Carolina reached out to Pittsburgh regarding uh, Assistant General Manager Bill Guerin a few days ago, but he politely declined to get involved with the process. Timing wasn't right. Number two, Paul Fenton has withdrawn himself from consideration of the GM uh, GM job in Carolina. The Nashville assistant general manager, by the way, this tweet from Bob McKenzie, has been one of several candidates for the position. How many guys need to withdraw themselves from this position before Carolina understands that paying a guy $400,000 to be their general manager and not giving them any control isn't going to work for them. That became a meme, a meme on Hockey Twitter yesterday. Everyone just started tweeting, I'd like to announce I've withdrawn my candidacy <laughs> for GM of the Carolina Hurricanes. No, but, uh, dude, 400 Gs to be an NHL GM? Like, like I, I, 400 grand is, is a great amount of money to make. Totally, but... But I if thought, you're making less than the player, the worst player on the team, I you're making it was less at, than the league minimum. I thought it would be at least double that. Maybe not a million for all of them, but I thought it'd be at least it double It should be that. a million bucks. Bar none. Like every, there are 31 of these jobs. 31. Mike Babcock was the highest paid person on that team for the longest time. Hmm? Well, he is still at this moment until we sign Matthews. Well, because what does he make? What does Babcock make? It's like, let's say it's six million bucks. I know it's more than that. So he makes. No, it was, was, I'm pretty sure it was eight, two. Was it not? That came out? Is it? No. Here's, really? Yeah, anyways. we gotta look this okay. up. Losing then I, the want, I want you to listen to this because I want you to. Uh, there's a. There's he a, makes like an exponential amount of money. There's a piece of headlines that I think you need to listen to that's very, very interesting with this situation. Finch Remember earlier when we said Bruce. headlines was the shit? Sorry. Go ahead. Yes, uh, you know, David uh, Backus, the latest injured. Thank you. Five. Steve was right. You guys are the worst, and I hate you. Boy, among those who are out. A long show. Boston dominating Tampa this evening. So, Elliot, the Carolina hurricane situation. Well, it got very public, Ron. Obviously, you know, everybody kind of knew who was being interviewed, who was being contacted, and who was pulling themselves out of the race. And what Carolina has done is decided to go underground here. They, did, they talked yesterday internally, decided they didn't like how much of this was public. And while they're saying that the GM search has been suspended, I don't necessarily believe that's the case. I think they will continue to go at this, but they want to do it quieter. Don Waddell is the interim GM. You know, Mike Fuda got interviewed. Uh, Steve Greeley 
from Buffalo got interviewed. He actually went to Mexico to meet with the owner, Tom Dundon, who's on vacation down there. Paul Fenton was a phone interview. Tom Fitzgerald by phone. And Nick, from what we understand, there's two particular reasons to this point it didn't get filled. Number one was, I think there were some people who felt how much authority would they really have over decision-making? And number two was, as you said last week, show me the money, Elliot. Jerry Maguire, and apparently Carolina, is not showing the money. I'm told in the ballpark of $400,000 a year. That's where that job will start. And there's just no way that they can attract uh, good hockey people, credible people, experienced people to take that salary. Now that whether or not that uh, it's a lesser role still remains to be seen, but it's a non-starter for the men, many of the established people that we've heard uh, that, that are out there and that have shown interest, Ron. All right. Now, here's the thing. couple things. Yeah. You, you have to take on a job with immense responsibility and your head comes off the chopping block. And if you do a bad job, you're not, you may never be a general manager again. So you're taking a huge risk because it's a little bit more comfortable to be an assistant general manager. Not that it's any less work. It's probably more. But you've got the opportunity to be a part of the success and not be the figurehead of it. So that's great. But a lot of people, remember hockey people are not, they're not showy. Like these are all, these are all like, they're like the players. Oh, I don't like to say too much. And so then they got to go to, so then they got to go to Carolina. They got to take a pay cut because most of these assistant general managers make way more than that already. Got to take a pay cut and you're not really going to have any control and you have an owner down your neck. And here's the part that got me. And I like this owner. He said all the right things. The assistant general manager of the Sabres flew to Mexico to meet him. Imagine you, you talk to a guy who just bought a hockey team, and he says, sorry, we can't afford to pay you more than 400 grand. In, in Mexico. And he's in, well, in Mexico. While in Mexico, he's like, you know, I'm really tight for cash. <laughs> and probably his house. Hey, maybe one of them. And I'm not saying that this guy needs to pay the, the sun and the moon. And it, I, I just think that this is the position for this team that you do spend money on. It's interesting, though, because the number got out there. Which means that number is about to go up. Mm-hmm. That number is about to go up. So, well, because they can't attract anybody. I think though this should be an attractive job for somebody. Now, well, I don't know if you're allowed to have uh, an interesting contract. Like, I don't know if you're allowed to have a five hundred thousand dollar base salary, let's say, and you get an extra quarter of a million if you make the playoffs. I, I don't know if you're allowed to have a contract. Sure, like why that. not? But what if you sign a short one or two year deal you get to leave the hellscape that is the buffalo sabers you get to join the carolina hurricanes which have an excellent foundation of young players make a change here or there and look like a genius yeah all the, all they really have to do is get league average goaltending and they'll be they'll be a good team you make a tweak here or there hurricanes make the playoffs you look like a genius and it's the nhl you can ride that for at least 8 years you're the guy who's, you saved the Carolina Hurricanes. You could ride that for the better part of a decade in this league. I think that should be an appealing job to a guy like, what was his name? Steve Greeley? Yeah. I think that should be an appealing job to but him. But here's, what I, what, what I also found interesting about this was the, the GMs that don't want to be involved, the excuses they're giving. Remember, we had one, Fudo, well, we're going into the playoffs, playoff run, Kent. Don't yeah, wanna, bad burrito. They, they may not even make it. The, the Kings may not make the playoffs. That's still an opportunity that... Actually? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're still... It's on the edge. Okay. I'm not saying that they won't, but... Michael Bill Garrett, off by William Carlson. Bill Guerin a few days ago. Mm, timing's not right for me. 
That's like what you say to a, a person you don't want to go on a date with. You know what Bill Guerin probably doesn't need? First of all, LOL. Second of all, uh, 400 Gs for a former NHL player. And <laughs> the Kings, by the way, are sitting in the uh, the third spot in the Pacific Division. Oh, they're doing great. But okay. they're also tied with uh, Anaheim, who's outside the playoffs. So Anaheim is 44, 84 points, and the Kings have 84 points. So they could so maybe not make the playoffs. If the Anaheim Ducks win one game, Los Angeles is out of the playoffs. Does that make sense? For at least that one game. Colorado has more points. Yes. Bonkers. Which is, ugh, I'm not going to bitch about the format again. It's okay. <laughs> I, I got you. No, I, got, I got it. I, I and I so I I look at the situation and you, I know he's going to come in and do things differently, and we could be eating our words in eighteen months. And I bet he's banking on that. This this new owner, and Carolina fans should be a little excited about that because this sport does need a bit of a shakeup. But there are certain key positions to me in any organization that you pay for that are the backbone of the organization. If you want to be the front-running, awesome Carolina Hurricanes who do it on a budget, you're going to need a guy who's brilliant. Well, and you talk about do the more one, than the average guy. The one position you should maybe invest in. That's you, know, the, you know what I mean? It's like the Leafs. President, general manager, head coach. All all-stars. It's a little different because they're able to throw a Brinks truck of money at Babcock. But are you and, telling me you can't get 80% of Lou Lamorello? Or 70% of Lou Lamorello at that position? Or Mike Babcock? Not for 400K. Not for 400K. That's the point. I, I just think some some lower-ranking executive somewhere who's still smart, probably a little younger than most of his peers or her peers, um, should be eyeing this job. I, I realize that it seems like the owner's being cheap, and maybe he is. But I just, I look seems at the Seems like jo- he is. He is. But I look at the job ahead in Carolina, and I go, It's pretty good. That's a, that's a cushy gig. That could potentially be a cushy gig. You go out there, you get league average goaltending. And cut the ties with Cam Ward. Can we cut the ties with Cam and, Ward? Like, Jesse, can you bring up their cap friendly? And, like, let's let's go forward with the assumption that they have an internal cap. Mm. You know? This isn't a team that uh, I'd be scared of as an executive, especially, like, uh, Steve Greeley from Buffalo. That should be an appealing what would you like to know? Okay, so this is interesting. So we got Jordan Stahl making six for eternity. Jeff Skinner's in there, five seven five. Justin Williams, four five. Victor Rask, four. That's not a bad deal. Tavo Teravinen, two eight six. Not a bad deal. So okay, you got a lot of guys to resign. Elias Lindholm, Lee Stempniak, Derek Ryan. Lee Stempniak is still playing. God, I want the Leafs to go after Derek Ryan. Uh, Joachim Nordstrom. They got three RFAs. On the back end, Ooh. actually, you know what? You do have a bit of a job ahead of you, don't you? But uh, Cam Ward is a UFA, so you're probably going to cut ties there. You have an opportunity to to do something. I there's enough of a base here that you could do something. Um, projected cap space, 15, almost sixteen million dollars. There's, I think. This could be a really good opportunity for somebody. If you're willing, if talking contracts is your thing, if negotiation is your thing, I think this should be your team because they have a wicked base to work with, I think. Noah Hannafin, and probably that's got not going to be a fun conversation. Good players, um, good players in the pipeline, too. Absolutely. 
Yeah, Noah Hannafin, that's not going to be a fun conversation. There's a few names I'm looking at where I go, eh, I don't envy you that much, but I really do think if you're able to hold the team together, maybe get a guy here, a guy there, you're fine. All right. And optimize uh, Scott Darling, which I don't think should be too hard to do. Also to mention, uh, Chris Johnston goes on to mention in the, the very, very end, they squeaked this in. One of the topics of the general manager's meeting besides the offsides and the goaltender interference is long-term injury reserve. And he, he cited four people, Nikita Soshnikov, uh, Joffrey Lupul, Marion Hosa, and another one, and I can't remember. I think it was three. It was just those three. Oh, it was just those three. Yeah, you got it. Which, and two uh, leaves. <laughs> now, what's interesting is, uh, is uh, I imagine that that conversation doesn't go very far. You don't think uh, they change it? Hell, you think that general managers are going to vote to hurt their chances to make things even harder on themselves? You're out of your mind. That'd be like the players going, you know what? Let's all make less money. The general managers want as many options as possible. Any general manager that has a problem with this is just pissed off they didn't think of it first, or they can't do it because their owner wouldn't let them. It's, it's but you, like can, you cannot tell me that a GM, every GM ever all over the league wouldn't do the exact same thing if they all had the same financials. It'd be like telling the NHL to make all the GMs wear a backpack full of weights, <laughs> but then you also have to wear that backpack full of weights. So it's like, you know, maybe just leave the backpack full of weights out of it, man. That's how I look at it, Adam. That's how I look at it, too, man. <laughs> it's good. No, uh, you're right. I don't think uh, that conversation lasts. I think what I think the way the conversation goes is a lot more informal. They go to the Leafs and they go, can you chill? <laughs> can you not? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lupul's contract's up anyway. We don't care. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, really, the Marion Hosa thing, of all of them, I actually think that's the most egregious. Like, they were very much over, and then it was like, oh, no, he's got this skin condition. And, like, because then they go uh, on to explain it. The Leafs have never explained it. They've never said anything. The Chicago actually offered an explanation. And it's like, okay, so he's 37, and now this is a problem? With Hosa, I think it's the least egregious because I believe that he's actually got the condition. I don't, I don't. Whereas I think Lupul was just bad. I'm not saying he doesn't. I don't say he's he doesn't. I'm just saying it's not as bad as maybe they're saying it is. They're, they're using all it. Bad. They're all bad. It's a little convenient that his contract was designed specifically for him to basically retire this year. Um, but I do believe he was actually ill, whereas Lupul, I just think, they didn't think was very good anymore. And Soshnikov, they just didn't want to lose for nothing. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So out, got, of, out of the three bad things, well... At least Hosa's got the thing that they said he has. They got the Brandon Davidson deal for him. They got the fourth round pick for Sash. Isn't that what Brandon Davidson got? Isn't that oh, what the yeah. Islanders paid for? No, Davidson? third. Third. Oh, 2019. Oh, 2019. Oh. So it's less valuable. <laughs> <laughs> because next year you won't need it. That's right. That's how it works. you'll be a Stanley Cup winner. Nah. Hey, <sighs> that's 2019 me's problem. <laughs> 2018 me says, let it ride. Here comes the cup. I love how they put less value on picks from the next year. It is interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The further you go into the future, the less it's worth. Well, I mean, I guess in general manager terms, you can really only think of year by year, right? Yeah, because you want a return on your investment. And if it's like five years from now, you're like, I'm not even going to be here for that. It's like OHL GMs. They, they trade like 2022 prospects <laughs> yeah. now. Or, yeah. or, or, you know, and like Elementary those, school kids. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The, pick, the picks are like, this is a nine-year-old. This, this pick is currently a nine-year-old. <laughs> here's, here's how the conversation goes, I think, with the next year's pick. 
I want a third round pick. I'll give you a fourth round pick. I want a third round pick. I'll give you a fourth round pick. I want a third round pick. I'll give you a fourth round pick. Give me a third round pick next year. You got you got a deal. You son of a gun. <laughs> it's like a third and a half round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third and you half. Have to wait a well, I guess the further you push it back, the further that prospect takes to develop, and then the further yeah. he actually impacts your team, and the, you're like, ah. The further you back it up, the less it is my problem today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's, one of my favorite That, that first round pick, it won't come back to bite us. That's 2020. Yeah. As we said with the Phil Kessel <laughs> trade. Uh, Tyler Sega. Memories. That's 2020 Jim Rutherford's problem. For now, we got a goddamn Stanley Cup streak to protect. <laughs> you know, in Jim Rutherford's <laughs> case, how, how many times talks? a day does Jim Rutherford say goddamn? <laughs> I don't know. Goddamn Jim know why Rutherford I problem. I gave him that persona. <laughs> he probably talks like a, just a normal dude. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I just. <laughs> just. <laughs> Like, I assume he's just a guy. <laughs> Why did I make him into like Peter Parker's boss? <laughs> Parker. <laughs> These pictures suck. <laughs> All right, on the front page, I want Claude Drew. <laughs> Captain or Menace. <laughs> Captain or Menace. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's that's uh, what the thing, a stupid man. Stupid episode this is. Yeah. Oh god. There's a lot. There's a lot here. There's a lot to digest. Um. <laughs> Jim, I want $10 million. <laughs> you serious? <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Let's do the press conference. Are we, are we done? No, oh, we're right. doing the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Astromaster13 wanted to know if you think <laughs> Stamkos will ever play an Olympic game. Oh, yeah, he broke his leg. Steven Stamkos has oh. never played in the Olympics in his entire life. That's Do you think joke. by the time he retires from the ga- beautiful game of hockey, he will play a game for Team Canada at the Winter Olympic Games? It'd have to be Beijing. Mm-hmm. Four years from now, he'd be, what, 33, 32? Oh, so he could do eight as well. Yeah, he could. Uh, if he'd still make the team, who knows? I mean, Iserman and Sackick did on that year that they were terrible in Torino. That was a bad team, though. Uh, that was well, a bad they team. Just, <laughs> they, they just picked assembled. Here's poorly. the old guys. Let's pick all the old guys. Oh, Eiserman's had 14 knee operations. He's our guy. <laughs> well, so didn't Sackick's productions fallen off in the last year? Yeah, he's our guy. Didn't they have like Crosby? They didn't. No, Crosby didn't play. They they cut him. No, Crosby. No, I think he was on the taxi squad. Oh, was he? And so was Eric Stahl. And and I want to say but, Spezza. But Iserman, like, I want to say, like, they, the answers were right there, like, in the press box. Iserman, I think, would mm-hmm. have not picked Iserman. Like, if Iserman was the general manager, as he would later become. Well, and then he, these, didn't, he, did, he had the opportunity to select Iserman, and instead he chose not to select Martin St. Louis, who actually won MVP, so it's not that much of a comparable, but anyway. What was the question? Oh, yeah, is Samco's ever going to play for the Olympic team? I hope so. Uh, I think he will. You think they'll go to Beijing? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's still really, really good, and I have a hard time believing he'll be he'll he'll have such a drop off over the next four years. Batman, Batman did say after the Olympics this year. Well, there's no guarantees. Oh, shut up. I mean, that's his job. I don't even blame him for that. Like, I don't even hate that quote. It's like, well, okay. I mean, he hasn't got the deal he wants yet, so of course he's going to. His that. job is for his words to have the same effect as a fart. And you just go ugh. And just leave the Do you think room. he's upset and loses sleep over the fact that you said he can't come on this show? 
I hope so. <laughs> you guys want to know the 2002 Winter Olympic team Canada roster? It's 06, I think. 2006 Winter Olympic roster. Led by head coach Pat Quinn. Who led the team in 2002 when they won? Broder Luongo Turco in goal. Wow. On the back end, we have Rob Blake, Bo Meester, Adam Foote, uh, McCabe, Pronger, Wade Redden, and Robin Regeer. Brian McCabe? Brian McCabe. I forgot that he made the team, yeah. Wow. And at the time, he deserved it. Yeah, he was. He was great. Uh, and then the forwards, Todd Bertuzzi, Shane Doan, Draper, uh, Simon Gagne, Danny Heatley, Jerome McGinley, Vincent LeCavalier, Rick Nash, Brad Richards, Joe Sackick, Ryan Smith, Martin St. Louis, and Joe Thornton. That is a pretty old team. That is a pretty, 2006. But, who was a taxi guys. squad, though? Does it say? Because I swear Crosby was on the team. Unless they did um, cut him. Jason Spezza and Eric Stahl were selected as reserves in case of injury before the tournament began. No Crosby. Nope. In 2006. That's so frustrating. After the start he had, too. Crosby scored up over 100 points that year. In 2006? It, it, it was his rookie season was the 05-06 oh, yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. That's unbelievable. Anyways, thought that was fun. They deserved to lose that year. <laughs> Glad they did. They lost to Switzerland. Martin Gerber in the Swiss. This article is from ESPN, December 22nd, 2005. Crosby disappointed at being left off Team Canada. Yeah, I remember being disappointed, too, and thinking this is bad. <laughs> oh, that he was left off. Yeah. I'm like, I thought you were making fun of him, and you're like, yeah, I also. No, he was the best player. He was so good. And I was like, I was thinking at the time, like, okay, like, with, with apologies to Chris Draper. Uh, he was getting old. Yeah, like, Chris Draper, yeah. that was not, you know, 1997 playoff run Chris Draper. That was... 2006 playoff Chris Draper. Uh, he was old. And he was he was a good player for the team in 2002 for sure. He was a good NHL player but even, but That was their problem Canada. with that team. That team w- Canada was supposed to be the most jacked team on planet Earth. And I don't know if he was still so good at that point in his career that he should have been on that team. I think there was that, you could hear it with like Shane Doan and stuff like that. And Shane Doan was at probably at his peak at that point. But I think the... the it's hard to think how about it. How could you not... Shane Doan, though, in comparison to Well, Crosby. exactly. And I, that was my point. It's like, at that point, it's like they still felt like they needed to build that like an NHL team. Well, we still need a tough grinding line on that international ice surface. That big ice surface. We need guys who can grind them down. No, you don't. Like, play four first lines. That's why the first lines are great. We only have fourth Canada, lines because we can't have four first lines. Hockey Canada is, has a loyalty thing. Hmm. Well, they have they less have, of it now. They have their guys. Yeah, but like Gretzky, I remember he was criticized for having uh, Theron Fleury on the 2002 team. And then they won, and it's like, ah! <laughs> proved you wrong, didn't I? I mean, thank goodness Belarus somehow beat the Sw- uh, Swedes, but yeah, I proved you wrong. <laughs> They should have been loyal to letting the greatest player ever take a penalty shot. In 1998. <laughs> yeah, but Ray Moore got one. <laughs> I love that in 2002, Canada won the gold in a game they weren't even playing in. It's crazy that Belarus won that um, game. Yeah. Final question is a comment on our Reddit page from Polar underscore zero zero. He posted a picture of his calculus textbook. Oh, God. And it's a, it's a hockey-related uh, question. I thought I'd read it to you guys. Oh, answers. man. I'm going to hate this. This was uh, question 22 from his textbook. When the rules of hockey were developed, Canada did not use the metric system. Thus, the distance between the goalposts was designated to be six feet, slightly less than two meters. 
If Sidney Crosby is on the goal line, oh my God. three feet outside of one of the goal posts, how far should he go out perpendicular to the goal line to maximize the angle in which he can shoot at the goal? Orange. <laughs> I know there's people listening to this that love questions like that. But isosceles triangle. Next question. I would I'm rather so I would rather be taken outside and hit in the face with a baseball bat than attempt to even try that question. So no. I would take the hit with from the baseball bat. To solve this question, you can use this diagram they have and just determine what zero no. what X is no. on the uh, triangle. Jesse, I quit math forever when I was seventeen years old. You don't want to determine what X is? No. Okay. When they said, do you want to take math again? I just put a big X. That's that's <laughs> also, my X. Did they throw that imperial... Do you want to take grade 12 math? No. Did they throw that imperial metric thing in there to mess with people? Yes. Um, no. I think it's because they want to use uh, the round digits to for the math question. Because, like, you're not actually using... Because like, you, are, you, you are talking at beers, right? But so you actually the made numbers, out of yawn. But the numbers can be anything. They can be represented anything. You're just determining what the X is. But it doesn't have to be like it. Just pretend meters, mm-hmm. It's just so think, they can use round numbers. Because if they went with the other system, they'd have to use like two point whatever it actually is. Or I'm, one getting, I'm getting anxiety. See, to at me, that. the Sorry. answer. <laughs> I can't even. To me, the real answer to that is it's Sidney Crosby, and it doesn't matter what angle it is. That's what I would write on the test. It would get a zero, but it really. I mean, that's would the, it? <laughs> might get a one. It's right though. Might get a one. <laughs> like it's probably out of four or five, but it I'll probably get, get one. It should. Yeah. It's. It should get eight point seven. Ah, yeah. hey. Maybe even 6.9. Or nice. 4.20. 4. <laughs> you mean 4.2? No, no. He knows what he said. And you just draw a picture of Crosby with a sunglasses and a blunt. Anyway. Hey, did I, you know dude, that? Uh, no, I dropped that like a bad habit did you after know that grade 11. 42 is also 4.20? Because, yeah, because decimal zero right after. Right? I don't, but then it's also, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> also 4,200 because you can no. just keep adding decimal zeros. Because the one decimal is the zero that shows you that there's no other zero. There's no other decimals. You, can, you can add as many zeros as you want to anything. I dropped zero. Ever having to think about this again in 2005. Why are you guys talking about this? <laughs> that was before Canada ago. lost to the Olympics. I, my last ever parent teacher thing. My parents decided to meet with my math teacher in grade 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I like, I like Stephen. Uh, he shouldn't take math next year. <laughs> Mr. Mike. And it's the nicest thing I think any teacher has ever said. About I had, he wrote in my I like yearbook. I lo- I, he, he and I liked Pink Floyd, so we used to talk about that. But he, he wrote in my book, and he's, he's cool. like, he said, hey, Adam, you're very talented. Maybe not at math, but other things, and continue on with those things. <laughs> I love Mr. Monty. <laughs> yeah, he was like a notoriously known hard teacher to have in our school. But like we we figured him out. It's probably Adam because he's a friggin' psychologist. Adam probably you know dropped something. Hey, did you, did you know about the fur treaty during? And then they bonded <laughs> over that. But um, no, Adam had him pegged like in the first few weeks of school. He was like, you know what? If we just behave for like the first quarter of class, he'll like us. He loved us. He did love we, us. We, just, he, we didn't love our test results. We were stupid. Yeah, sure. We were not smart. But still um, are. Oh no. But <laughs> but uh, no, he liked us. Yep. And I think that that uh, bumped me up to a fifty-seven, which is how I retired from math. I had a sixty. 
So I beat you. Whoa, you did? Wow. <laughs> it was really competitive. The real race to the bottom on that one. <laughs> we should do at our live show like a math math Olympics like you and me. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I know what I'm doing tonight. Getting fucking math questions ready. Playing Quizmaster on April 7th. Oh, that could be fun. Fuck yeah. And then we could, have, we could place bets on who wins. And then just like, you know, have like one half of the audience is, is Steve's fans, one half of them is my fans. It can be like darts. You know the fucking crazy darts fans? <laughs> and 140! And <laughs> 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 anyway. All right. Hey, that was a fun show. It was a long one. Oh, gosh. God, we needed to get that out. Felt good. Yeah. Hey, love you guys. Uh, we'll be back, I think, Tuesday. 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 Steve yes. flies out on Wednesday. He's going to what are you nuts, Bill? Um, and, uh... What are you flying out for, Steve? Uh, I'm flying out for, uh, the, uh, Ed Snyder Cup. Um, it's for... I, it might not be the exact name, but it's, uh, through World Gaming. <laughs> you're just as bad as explaining it the first time. Steve. Like, you have not improved at all. And you're going to this thing. So you're... The Ed Snyder Cup is for what? World Gaming. Yeah, I'm doing a play-by... I'm doing play-by-play <laughs> for the games with Evan Pivnik. I hope not. It's an NHL so everybody's 18. Playing, okay, everybody's playing NHL 18. And, and you're 18. calling it, like Joe Bowen. Yeah. And his mouth is not closed And you'll yet. be calling no. it. Okay. And oh, no. That, and that's little Carter Brown, a little leprechaun, has found a pot of gold. Can we live stream it anywhere at all? Do you know? I believe so, yes. Uh, I think we? it's on Twitch. On Twitch? Okay, cool. He still doesn't know. Go on my Twitter because I retweeted the link today. What if you don't have Twitter? Welcome to... Okay, then you're definitely not going to Twitch. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's... No, I'll give you that. All right, I talked my way out of it. Good. Um, we also have <laughs> podcast merch as usual. Yes, we do. Uh, mm -hmm. You can find that on any of our videos or wherever you listen or watch the podcast. You just scroll down, go to the description, and it's always there a link to things you can buy from our show. Our store on Teespring is under the name of Fancy Dangle Shirts. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they're Fancy That's Dangle Shirts. That's what I made it. Could have just been Steve Dangle's store. No, it's correct advertising. Fancy Dangle Shirts. Okay. Okay. All right. They're fancy, mm -hmm. related to Steve Dangle, and shirts. All right. Love There's you also guys. mugs. Bye. Stickers. <laughs> Hoodies. <laughs> Bag. Follow the guys on Twitter, at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.